your things. Make sure your phone too. Doing that. I thought I was gonna lose power today, but I did. Good job. It's great. We had a little. Yeah, work. we. Yeah, I had that too. It was just like, it was like, and I was like uploading. I was like, no, no, don't you, don't you fucking do that on me. <laughs> Not right now. Hi, welcome to the podcast, I guess. Welcome to the Super Fun Podcast. Oh, there's the energy. Today we've got Ryan. Hi. We've got Tanner. Hi. And we've got Duncan. Hi, I'm Duncan. Oh, hey, Duncan. What's <laughs> up? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, not much. I'm chilling. I, I brought some Burger King with me. Oh, you had... You, you, uh, what'd, you, what'd you get this time? Burger. What? Like a like a like a big burger, like burger flavored burger. Oh, oh, they have that now. Okay, it's, it's infinite burger. You you open it up and there's another burger inside. In, infinite burger. Infinite burger. So your your hunger has been sedated. <laughs> My hunger knows no bounds. <laughs> so this is like that Greek? No, not Greek. Uh, Norse myth of like Thor drinking from the cup, but it's like connected to the ocean. Exactly. We never noticed. Well, I will never be sated. I am both dead and undying. Man, you truly are the beast. Rar XD. No. <laughs> no we're, we're cutting that off right there. <laughs> Attention, fellow gamers. No anime beyond this point. <laughs> I like how at some point the gamers and the anime nerds separate into two distinct, like, equally horrible camps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, no, it's just awful. It's awful. Being in this civil war where both sides are just evil. Hey, we make the best of it. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I've never had an opinion on anything. Yeah, good. Me neither. Pokemon's great. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Anyways, it's been a minute since we've had you on. I guess so. so. What's up? What, what have you been? What have you been up to? Um, I recorded podcasts for three hours last week. Was that? Uh, was that? Uh, Nyarf or something else? It was. So the first hour was Nyarf, and the second hour was kids and their dog. Oh, okay. With and so it was three full hours of Scooby Doo. Damn, that's a lot of Scooby Doo. That's a lot of Scooby Doo. And our episode comes out mm, this coming Thursday. No, this coming Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, that's how time works. And then I'm not sure when their episode comes out, but it was me and Lindsay watched Scooby Doo Moon Monster Madness, and just then we discussed it with Cassidy and Lava. It's definitely a film. <laughs> It, it came out on the side of, we like this, but there was a lot of discussion on it. Ah. It was one of those pick it apart kind of deals? Well, we're pick it apart, but like it was fun to pick it apart. Fun, fun dissection. Like the frog has a party hat on. Yeah, it's like, let me whip out my booklet of notes to tell you exactly how bullshit this one scene is. Oh boy. <laughs> So, uh, I think we are. Oh, 
You're no stranger to those, at least. Yeah, I guess not. It was, I mean, it was an hour on ours and then two hours on theirs. Because they, they go deep. They go deep into the nitty-gritty Scooby-Dooby. Oh, man. Are you tired? No, I, I'm actually doing great. Okay. I have a normal sleep schedule now. And I stayed up till like, 2 last night. Because, like, ah, oh, it's the weekend! <laughs> and I was still feeling very tired in the middle of the night. I was like, uh, bed. <laughs> uh, and then I woke up at 7. There you go. Yeah. I stayed up until 1.30... And then I woke up at 6.30, and then I worked for eight hours. God bless. But I'm, I'm still doing pretty good considering. Okay, yeah, you're, you look pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. It's the apples. The apples! Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so what else has been up outside the podcast? Um, I'm reading a book. I hear that. Wild. It's Never before. Circle the calendar. Tanner read a book. Um, no, I'm reading a book. It's called Bad Boy. I'm not liking it, but I also oh, don't I don't want to be too hard on it because it's clear that it's a very personal story to the author, and I feel like the issue is that the author wrote it while he was in not a good place. Mm. And so a lot of it is just like the, the just the hurt and emotion coming out all at once, and there's no pause to be like, okay, but like, are we going to like these people at any point? Mm, and Signs point to no. <laughs> oh, fun! That's good. That's good. Sign. Also, I'm halfway through in the plot. Like the plot and the in the inner jacket that it says this is what the book's about. It does not start until exactly halfway through, and this is a 240 page book. So there's not a lot of time for the ship to write itself. Ooh. I'm pretty. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I'm gonna land on a three star rating because there are parts that are good. And again, it's because I don't want to be too hard on it because the author is like. Clearly going through some stuff while he wrote this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I would be the asshole who's like, man, this shit's dark! <laughs> I mean, I, quite often I find myself, like, I know pretty early on that I don't like the book, but then I have to finish it because I don't know why I don't like the book. Oh, yeah. Popcorn. <laughs> we spent 20 minutes finishing off a bowl of popcorn so that this would not become the crunch cast. Crunch. No, none of that. None of that. I look... I didn't know what time you were going to be here, so I was like, <laughs> well, I got time. I might as well watch some stuff, make some popcorn, and I was like, oh, then you walk in. Hey, man. Got a hey. munch. Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> I, the other day, my mom asked me if she, I wanted any chocolate from the store. I'm like, yeah, I've been craving peanut M&Ms. I need something with crunch. Mm. She's like, oh my gosh, crunch? I love that word. That's such a good word. Thanks. <laughs> Made it up. It's my word. I don't, it's, it's the internet's word. No, oh, that's when you trademark that. Okay. I don't want to be that bitch. It's my word. It's the Mom says it's my turn to use words. words. <laughs> Zip up the mouth. You go away. You just, you're only allowed to communicate with exaggerated charades. I better not catch you using fucking ASL. That's a word. I'll cut your hands off. This joke doesn't work well on an audio medium, which is real sad, because I was putting in the work there. Were you? I thought I was. So I've also been watching My Hero Academia. Yeah, you have! 
My favorite characters are Yayorozu and Bakugo's boyfriend, and my least favorite character is Rat Bitch. Yeah, fuck him. I also read My Hero Academia fanfiction. Really? Yes. Who would have thought? Yes. Knowing you. It was the My Hero Academia Class Civil War. Oh. Did you read that one yet? No. You should. It's, I found it because I decided, what are the most popular My Hero Academia fics on AO3? And this was like in the top 10. I can't remember the exact positioning. Okay. And basically it's like, it takes place shortly after Stain and before I'm the- my favorite band. <laughs> shortly after Stain and before the I final exams. And the premise is that there's one more um, exercise that they're going to put the kids through. And they've randomly selected one person from the hero class to be the hero and another person to be the villain. And everyone gets to choose if they want to be a hero or the villain. And so then the heroes have to defend this like city, but like not a real city. It's like an abandoned city that they had constructed, like how they have all the other environments constructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the villains have like a set of objectives and they have to get like a minimum of three or like a minimum of three or five out and they have to avoid certain things happening like they can't let the leader be taken out and they can't let all the members be captured and they have to like get out of the city by the third day and the leader of the heroes is Bakugo and the leader of the villains is Midoriya oh who are the thought? I was about to ask it's like like in the second chapter Midoriya walks up to Aizawa he's like hey was this Reagan and Aizawa's like yeah And yeah, what follows is a group... Oh, and this is class A and B. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you've got a whole bunch of people. And so what follows is the hero team getting their asses righteously kicked as Midoriya and his team plan for literally every outcome. And like the tagline is... Bakugo leads the heroes, Midoriya leads the villains. Three days to success. They'll they'll find out why they're glad Midoriya wasn't a villain. (laughs) That's a... That's actually pretty good. That's not bad. And it's written very well, and it gives some really good spotlights to the Class B characters, and also has occasional intermissions where the teachers are watching everything, and you can hear Nezu losing his mind with glee. (laughs) That's always been my, well, so far my biggest gripe, is that there's such a huge cast... And the spotlight rarely goes around. Yeah. Like, there's there's the central few who get the spotlight a lot. Uh, with the current arc in the manga, it's completely off them. And it's like, hey, let's focus on the villains for a quick minute. Okay. And it's been a real good arc, actually. So, I'm hoping that we get uh, that, that idea of, like, hey, let's start spotlighting more than just the central cast. Yeah. Let's look around a little bit more because it's such a huge world and also there's a uh the side uh story uh vigilantes yeah which i know i haven't started anything for that yet i know it has some like cameos of characters from the main series but it like they're not major recurring things except maybe aizawa yeah it's light light um but no, like, I look forward to the anime, because knowing what I know about the anime and the manga, the anime is, I manage to simultaneously condense arcs that go on for a really long time, but also expand them to show all the other characters going on. And they even gave filler episodes to the characters who were more popular in the manga, but, like, didn't get their own spotlights. Yeah, exactly. That's, 
one of the shows I look forward to filler. Yeah. Which is such a rare thing. I, I generally hope it overtakes the manga. And they're like, what do we do now? Um, Class B. Eight episodes of Class B. I'm like, oh, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't mind that. Just give me four, give me three hours worth of Manoa being garbage in a fun way. <laughs> I don't get the feeling you want to cosplay him. Maybe a little. Because Jake showed me his outfit and I'm like, ooh. ooh. But then I also saw the outfit for Can't Stop Twinking and I'm like, ooh, in ah. French. <laughs> so any of the blonde characters at this point. <laughs> any character except maybe Kirishima. Yeah, I, need, I need to put in the work. He uh, He's one of those characters you gotta... I mean, if you want to pull it off, either get, like, the, the muscle suit thing... Oh, yeah. Or just, like, put it put in those hours uh, and get buff. Hire a Power Ranger personal trainer. Yeah, exactly. And no, then become a Power Ranger. Yeah. I think so far my favorite two jokes were... When, like, the remedial students at the training camp walk into, like, the remedial class and Monoma's there and he's like, Oh, so it looks like there are five students from class A who went to get remedial training, but there's only one person from class B who has to get remedial training. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like, you're still here, though. Yep. And then the other one was during final exams arc where uh, Jiro finds the bugs and she's like, Koda, can you communicate with these? And Koda goes... And it's his first line. Because <laughs> he's scared of them. He has such it's a so, good... He has so the purest good. voice. <laughs> he's like, please, please, Mr. Pines, do the thing. <laughs> and then they do. Then they do. Um, yeah. How about you? Are you liking My Hero Academia? Uh, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. <laughs> uh, next arc's gonna... Well, next... Part of the anime is going to be real fucking good. I'm looking forward to that. All I know is that there's more of a video game glitch guy and there's an octopus man. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you will you will like uh, video game glitch guy. <laughs> you will like him a lot. Uh, Do you think my mom would like My Hero Academia? Maybe. I feel maybe. She, she'd definitely like it up to the end of the sports tournament. Yeah. And then and then after that is when you get villains with really creepy powers. And I don't know if she'd be into that. That, that That's where it kind of is a bit of a toss-up. It's like, how far are you willing to go with that? Uh, I'm trying to think of what else you've been up to. Stuff that we're gonna all, both going to be talking about anyways. Oh, yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, working. Yes. Uh, putting in that work, getting that money. Next week, getting that uh, bread. Going get that bread. Have soon. you been paid at all yet? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah, I've, I've actually been paid. Okay, I was just like, <laughs> it was just I came out at the start no, of the pay yeah. period, so it's such a long wait. You just you said you were getting paid next week. You're like, surely he's hit a paycheck by now. It's like no, I came in right at the start. I gotta wait for that thing. Yeah, my paycheck, my last paycheck wasn't that and great. Then got eight. Hmm? And then I got eight by rent. Oh, chomp! Yeah. My last paycheck left some to be desired, but fortunately, I picked up some shifts and I had my holiday pay. So hell yeah, the or what is it? Stat pay. Stat double time. Stat Canada. Yeah, I didn't get to work a stat this time, but that's fine. 
Uh, that means dad, he got to stay home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he got paid to stay yeah. home. Uh, my dad was in town. Oh, nice. Uh, you would have heard him last week on the podcast. I did hear but, him briefly. Yeah. Little bits here and there. He was here on a motorcycle. That was cool. Uh, and we saw a football game. That, uh... <laughs> Middle of the game, well, right, like a minute 38 left in the uh, first half, so the second quarter. They're about to kick the uh, extra point after they score a touchdown, after the Ryder score a touchdown. And then we hear a bunch of lightning. Oh, yeah, my dad was at that game, too, I'm pretty sure, because that was one of the two-hour pause. Yeah, that was a two-hour oh. pause. Oh, so uh, they immediately like get everyone off the field. Tell yeah. them to stand. Hey, get into the uh, uh, what? What should we call it? Like the, uh, the circle thing around the stage. Sharing circle. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> I have never been to the new mezzanine. Mezzanine. Uh, uh, there's a fucking word I'm forgetting. God damn. Gazebo? Uh, no. It's 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 where all the food and stuff you buy. Uh, mess here. hall. No. Cafeteria. It, no, no. Gift shop. It surrounds, it's like a hallway. Bazaar. No, that's close. Uh, <laughs> so the thing is, we were in Pill Country, which is the big open area where there's no roof, okay. no nothing, no coverage. There's not even seats. You so just stand there. We can't stop here. This is Pill Country. Yes. No. Yeah. Can't stop. Oh, as in Pilsner? Yeah, Pilsner. Oh, okay. Yeah, because things. Hey, you know. can you only get Pilsner in Saskatchewan? Because I've literally never seen it anywhere else. Pilsner is a type of uh, beer. It's like a Bavarian. Or, uh, well, yeah. This is going over your head, isn't it, right? I, I don't know football or most alcohol. That's fair. It, it's like an actual type of beer. And that's Pilsner is just the brand name that was adopted at one of the breweries here, I guess. So it's Pilsner brand Pilsner? Yes. Okay. <laughs> pills are pills. It's like Kleenex. Yes, exactly. Actually. <laughs> uh, so me and Dad, being very smart, like genius brains here, decided, hey, let's go to the east side, and because uh, there might be more cover, because the uh, rain's coming like this way, and we'll just be over there, and it'll be fine. Uh, so we get up to, like, this, uh, little foyer, like, open-air thing. Yeah. Uh, balcony. Uh, but it's still covered? Yeah, yeah, we're, okay. we're covered at this point. And, uh, we're just, like, standing there, and, like, there's the entrance to the Capitol Automall, uh, lounge area, uh, lounge area, slash, uh, like, luxury I've seating. I've never been in the new stadium. I know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I'm saying to the people listening. Uh... And there, there's like the guard at the door, and he's just like, kind of, he's like hearing stuff through his earpiece. And I was like, okay, you guys can all come in and stay in the lounge area. Oh, nice. Inside. Oh, nice. Uh, nice and warm. Uh, we're like, all right, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. And then <laughs> uh, we found ourselves a table. We stayed there. It was super nice and like out of the rain, real good stuff. Uh, we couldn't eat the food there because we, well, we're, we're not in lounge seating, uh, so we're not allowed that, the food. That would suck. It, like, you could see, like, this roast beef oh or, like, like, big thing of meat. <laughs> and, like, it was, like, a chef there, and just kind of waiting. And it's like, why, why not just let us get in, get in on this? 
Like, this is a waste of food, let us eat it. Yeah. As it is meant to be done. <laughs> uh, but the water was free, so I just chucked down a bunch of water. Eventually I got, did get kind of hungry, so I went downstairs uh, and did get myself like a burger and it's popcorn. That costed me like $17 because everything is overpriced. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wish we we had the food prices of the uh, new stadium in Atlanta, which everything's like $2, hmm. $3. There's also a Chick-fil-A that's closed Sundays when most football games are on. Good, they can suffer. Hilarious. <laughs> Get fucked. I know their recipe. I can make their food if I want to. Exactly. For myself. And then I'll sell it. Make a profit. And... It'll be like gay branded Chick Fil A <laughs> with none of the Christian bullshit. We'll call it Dick Fil A. Dick Fil A, yes, hell yeah, Dick's Fil A. Thank you for the episode title today. <laughs> uh, what else did I do? Oh yeah, I saw Spider Man. I also saw Spider Man. So. For anyone listening, we're going to spoil... This is where the spoilers for anything that happened this past week come in. Anything anything that we watched this past week will be spoiled at the 21.30 mark. Uh, everything will be provided in the description, and we are giving you fair warning now. Spider-Man was good. It was alright. I liked it better than Homecoming. I did like it a little bit more than Homecoming, but overall I was just like, yeah, it's alright. It's okay. It's a nice palate cleanser after the uh, Odyssey Endgame. that Endgame <laughs> was. Uh, and now I can't wait to see Endgame a fourth time but with six minutes of new footage. Are you actually? I'm, I'm probably... I'm, okay. It honestly seems like a waste of money. I don't know. I, th- I feel like you were wasting your money after the second time. But that's just me. I've only ever, like, the only time I ever saw a movie twice in theaters was Love, Simon. That's because I wanted to see it with my mom and with my friends. Yeah. for the two shall meet. Well, I I was also seeing it with different groups of people. I saw it on my own the first night, and I saw it with one group of people, and then another group of people. No, Spider-Man Homecoming was very good. Okay, what did you... Uh, Far From Home. Right. Well, the Homecoming was good, too. Far From Home was better. Yeah, I think the reason I liked Far From Home is because it, the, the reason I didn't like Homecoming was just Liz Allen gets such a shaft and it left such a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. This one is like, I felt it did all the characters justice. Yeah. Uh, I can't even really point out anything I really didn't like because I thought everything was just kind of fine. It didn't blow me away or anything. It was just like, yeah, that was alright. Except the ending though. That ending stinger was like, oh shit! I was not ready for that at all. I was just like, I was expecting like, like yeah, establish who J. Jonah Jameson is, like the Daily Bugle and all of that. I was not expecting, uh, we're going to spoilers here. So, I was not expecting not only uh, Spider-Man to be framed uh, the way he was. Yeah. Uh, but also... Everyone now knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. So I don't... I mean, I have ideas of how they could get out of this, but the thing is, my ideas are too good. 
Ah. Like, it's something that's so easy that it could be wrapped up really quickly. It needs to be something that... It needs that, to be some sort of conflict. E- even if they can fix it a little for Peter, it's going to have lasting impact. Yeah. So my, my, my theory for Spider-Man Home for the Holidays... Is that that's I'm I'm still hung up that that's gonna be it doesn't even have to be heavily Christmas as long as it happens at Christmas <laughs> they can call it Spider Man Home for the Holidays yeah my idea is that in order to create plausible deniability they're gonna have because you saw Boastingers right yes okay yeah so they're gonna have a scroll impersonate Peter but the, the scroll's gonna have to be impersonating Peter for most of his, like most of the day and Peter's gonna have to be Spider Maning for most of the day. So it's going to be a thing of like, you add your vacation a little bit away from Spider-Man. Now you have to basically be Spider-Man full time while Peter Parker is visible in the public so that we can get the public to think that, oh, it was oh, just... Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Like, they'll have to come up with the thing like, oh, well, Beck was uh, um, disgruntled Stark employee and he found out that Parker was a, an intern and so we thought he would be able to frame Parker as Spider-Man because Spider-Man clearly uses Iron Man tech. And there, but there's nothing, and look, Peter Parker's on trial here, and Spider-Man is literally swinging through the window, and then, and then once everything was cleared out, and it's just like Peter and May and Happy, and then Peter would be like, I'm actually Clert, and then I'm a scroll, by the way. Nice to meet you. I love your cooking, May. Stuff like that. <laughs> Have scenes where it's like uh, MJ goes to kiss Peter, and he's like, I'm not actually Peter right now. And then they have to do like a quick switch in the bathroom, and Peter's like, okay, I'm actually Peter now. Um, and then also, because of all the issues with Spider-Man, a whole bunch of criminal sentences are going to be overturned, and so that's how you get Scorpion and Tinkerer and Vulture coming out of prison. Mysterio's going to be alive, of course, but we're not going to find out until, like, the last act of the movie. Yeah, of course. Like, it's kind of, that's kind of obvious. I was like, oh, you're not dead. Definitely not dead. Um, who else? Uh, Shocker would be there, too. Hell Yeah! <laughs> I know Electro is, like, a better villain, like, power-wise, but I like Z-Tier Shocker, who is just... He sucks, but he's great. I mean, I think Shocker's gonna get an upgrade so he can pass as, like, a C-Tier. Yeah. And then the Z-Tier villain, they're probably... I feel like they're gonna recruit, like... What was his name? Brandon? Yeah. I feel like he'll get recruited to the Sinister Six because he, he's got theories about Peter and Spider-Man now. And they're like, you're, you're boomerang. <laughs> Brad. Yeah, Brad. Brad. Like, Brad, you're boomerang now. You're just boomerang. You're, you're trapster. <laughs> you're... <laughs> and then he, like... And of course, everyone names him Pastepot Pete. Oh, God. And then... And then here, here's the other thing. Okay. Peter's, Peter slash Spider-Man is going to need a lawyer. Yeah. Is it going to be Matt? Is it going to be Foggy? Is it going to be Jennifer Walters? Or is it Jessica Walters? No, it's Jennifer Walters. She-Hulk. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, heck, we get... is this how we get She-Hulk? <laughs> that would be awesome. Also, um, depending on how the scheduling goes, because we're going to find out, like, the good... Uh, we have a kind of idea of Phase 4, but we're going to find out, like, release dates at Comic-Con, which is, yeah. like, two weeks away, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure. I'll look that up for you. It's, like, that weekend. Um... But depending on how it goes, we might have two prequels before the next Spider-Man. Two or three prequels. But if we have, like, movies taking place between Spider-Man 2 and 3, I hope he just gets scenes of Peter having to, like, hide on people's couches, basically. Oh, Weak Lindsay probably gets that. Yay! 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 Yeah! We don't have another Marvel movie until, like, March or April. Yeah. That's what it's looking like, at least. 
Uh, so far, everything that you said, I really dig. <laughs> yes. Um, I also, I hope Flash all of a sudden becomes, I mean, he's already a Spider-Man stan, but yeah. I hope he does a 180 from hating Peter to, like, battling with Ned to be his best friend. Just because that fits best with his character right yeah. now. Yeah. The, Poor Ned. the Ned and Sally romance was very good. It was very funny. <laughs> it, was a, it, it was just a sudden, like, oh, we're dating. Oh, we're dating. Oh, we broke up. Oh, what? what? <laughs> they'll, I feel, they'll probably get back together. They'll, in the, in the comics, they'll be the on and off couple. Yeah. In the comics, they get married. Yeah. Also, in the comics, Ned becomes Hobgoblin. He he was brainwashed. He was brainwashed. Too. Maybe that'll happen yeah. in Spider-Man Maybe. Home for the Holidays. He'll be the Z-tier villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, Vulture will have to do a heel turn. Yeah. So... Here, here's my idea to add add on to your your thing. Okay, and a second end no wait, first first end credit stinger of Home for the Holidays. Yeah, uh, putting Craven. I don't Cause know because because like maybe as a light tie-in to because Sony's been talking about yeah. oh we want to do a Craven movie yeah like, like Sony. Sony's been trying to lock down the disparate Spider characters and basically make Spider Verse. Yeah. Their, and like they, their own cinematic universe, but it's mainly just... See, the thing is, they can stuff. do Spider-Verse and make alternate versions of Spider-Villains. And they are, they've are they already shown that they're willing to read... Like, Marvel's basically said, we don't want to retread any Spider-Villain ground. Because, yeah, we like, want we want to be fresh. Whereas the animated Spider-Verse, they're like, we're fine like doing new interpretations of stuff. We're, we're, yeah. Because the only villain... In there, who hasn't, who didn't appear on screen beforehand, was um, I think Prowler. Yeah, and maybe Hammerhead, but I think Hammerhead showed up as just like a normal dude. Yeah, I think so. But like, we have already had a Doc Ock, we've already had a Goblin, we already had Kingpin, Kingpin twice, and technically we've had Scorpion, even though he's never been Scorpioned up. Yeah. No. But like, that'd be totally fine doing an Electro, doing another Goblin, doing getting a good Electro, putting. Getting a- but you're putting Venom in there. But, like, I don't know if Craven... I'd love to see Craven show up. I feel like he won't... Because Craven's Last Hunt is super cool. Craven's Last Hunt is very good. I just yeah. feel like it's not going to be in the Marvel ones. Yeah, because of all the villains that Sony said they want to do solo movies of, Craven's the one that, like, they're very... Um, this is ours. Yeah, they're like, this, this is... You can have basically anything else you want. This is ours. And I could see a Craven's... A Craven... Uh, Craven being a big bad in the Spider-Verse movie, very good. Because it's an interdimensional now here, here's, the thing, here's the thing that made me think of Craven is because of Dimitri. Oh. Because well, he's... Chameleon. He's Chameleon. Right. And Chameleon's like the half-brother of Craven, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. I thought you were going to say it's because Craven's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and Craven's next week! In the MCU version of Craven is not Russian, he's actually from Regina. Yeah. Not even Regina, he's from like Yorkton. No, 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 no. He is from Lumsden. <laughs> and he always wears a cowboy hat. <laughs> in, in, instead of the K, it's spelled with a C. Oh, man. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what other Spider-Man villains could they... 
Like, there's Spot. There's, there's so many Z-tiers. No, I Sp- want the movie of Sp- Z-tiers. Spot is actually a pretty decent villain, because like, yeah. his ability is that he can, he's thinking with portals, basically. Yeah. But he's not limited to just two. Yeah. He even... I wasn't exactly calling Spot Z-tier. I'm just saying Spider-Man has a lot of Z-tiers. Yeah. There is go. also... There's the superior, foe of Sp- the superior foes of Spider-Man, which I can't remember all of them, but I know there was Speed Demon, Boomerang... And a female version of Beetle. And they basically, they're trying really hard to become the new Sinister Six. And it just went terrible every time. And then, like, I think in the last issue, uh, be, like, one of them said, I, I wasn't even committed to the villain thing. I'm just going to do a brief stint and then do a, a, a turn face so I could be a good guy and yeah. get all the great publicity. Okay, you know what? You know what actually happens? You know what happens at the end of Home for the Holidays? John Bernthal comes in as a Thunderbolt. <laughs> no, I want him to make his movie debut if they make a Thunderbolts movie. Yeah, that's that's where he would shine. Just get get most of those like TV TV guys. In there, I mean, now that pretty much everything so is ending, there and like uh, Jarvis showed up in Endgame, so they're willing at least. They're they're at least willing to like okay, we'll I, take some good parts out. Of and this. It, it does depend Wait. on the actor. Like Kristen Ritter said, she probably will be playing Jessica Jones for a while, and apparently. That's because something that happens in season three. I don't know. I've heard I, I, very mixed things. I've I've heard it does. I've heard season three is better than season two, but is even worse on Trish than season two was. So Ugh. it's like, is it even? Do I even want to bother? I would be fine if they completely rebooted Trish to be closer to the comics. When the comics is like, I was a fun supermodel, and then I found a magical cat suit, and now I got superpowers. You know, the MCU could use some more wacky, dumb comic book bullshit. But they, I mean, the closest they have is Spider-Man. Yeah. And I guess Ragnarok and Guardians. You know what? There is a little bit. It just needs some See, more. Because their all their comedy is comes a lot more from Snark. From, yeah, they need and the something that's zany. They need something zany. They need something. Really they dumb. they need to bring the goddamn New Warriors out of hibernation. They filmed an entire season in 2017, I think. What are they again? The New Warriors. The New Warriors. Um, I forgot the the what the version that they filmed was Squirrel Girl. Um, Immortal Man or Invincible Man or Mr. Immortal, um, Speedball, Debris, Microbe, and Night Thrasher. All of whom have been on the New Warriors except for Squirrel Girl. But mm. she does fit with their aesthetic. Can we get that Squirrel Girl movie? She... We need... The closest we have is the Marvel Rising franchise. Okay. Which is trying to become a franchise, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's got Squirrel Girl teaming up with Miss Marvel and Spider Gwen and other people. Quake's yeah. there. Yeah. Agents of Shield continues to be. How's Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah. Well, I mean, it finished several months ago. Oh yeah, it's done, done. But it ended well. Yeah. It ended on very good sing along, and then I was like, wait, no, the time stream. Ah. <laughs> And that they don't come back until next year. They don't even come back in the fall. They're wow. like they start like in the second half of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Which I'm I'm wondering how Batwoman's gonna figure into this. Like it, they're they're gonna have to play with some time because when she cameoed in the last crossover, 
she had already begun her stint as Batwoman, but then when her show begins, it's her like discovering all the Bat tech and beginning her crusade. So I don't know if it's like all going to lead up to when she met the people in the crossover last year in Elseworlds, and then there's a time skip forward when she shows up in Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm going to watch that shit, so... Keep us informed. Stay tuned. What did you think of... uh, Because I thought the the real MVP of uh, Far From Home was MJ. She was great. She was great. I'm, I'm glad that she got a lot more stuff to do while also staying consistent to what character we saw in Homecoming. I'm so glad it was like kind of a bait and switch with like her and Brad. Like they were, it seemed like they were saying enough and then they were just like, I mean, no. it wasn't so much a bait and switch as just that classic like romantic false Yeah, exactly. I guess that's that what I'm trying to get at. It's like, oh, they're trying to do the Like, no, no, no. Like, not at all. Fuck that. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought she was the real MVP of that movie. Uh, the scene with her, just like... With the pigeons? With the pigeons. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, MJ definitely listens to My Favorite Murder. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> her and Lindsay would have a great time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to write a fanfic. See, I was thinking about writing a fanfic where she takes Peter to a My Favorite Murder live show. Then I was like, oh, Peter probably doesn't like true crime, though, because of Ben. Mmm. Mmm. That's, yeah. See, it could be that, or it could go the other way, and Peter desperately trying to tell his, like, I survive story while making sure that it doesn't sound like he's Spider-Man. Listen, uh, I was told by my late, uh, uncle, uh, with, uh, um, uh, do the actual comics quote. <laughs> you can have great power, but you also have to have great responsibility, or something like that. Sounds like a line I've come out. <laughs> yeah, but Uncle Ben never actually said, with great power comes great responsibility. No. It was just like, that's the condensed version that Peter always remembers. Yeah. If I ever write Spider-Man, someone's like, he's going to meet Uncle Ben's ghost, and he's going to be like, you know, you're misquoting me. I mean, you got the spirit down, but I do need you to know. <laughs> Listen, here's what here's the facts. <laughs> uh, and what what did you think of Jake Gyllenhaal? He's very good. I thought he was incredible. He felt a little wooden at the start, but that was like on purpose. Yeah. Oh, the the, the best part was like the reveal and all the, the holograms. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him! I was like, I because I was I was a little wary of him, and I was thinking that like. But, like, the the fun thing is, I was pretty sure he wasn't a hero, but I thought that he had all the powers that it looked like he had. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure how it was going to play until, like, Peter leaves the pub, and then all the holograms start turning off. And then he's sitting there, and he just does the... <laughs> and that sounds done! <laughs> oh man. Like, I know... I knew Jake Gyllenhaal is a really good actor. Uh, like... Uh, like in Nightcrawler, he was really good in that. When he was fucking weirdo. Uh, so like, it was a little jarring just seeing him in, at the start of the movie being so like wooden and yeah. uncharismatic, and then like that switch flick. It yeah. was just like, oh, here we go. This is where the movie starts. 
Also, man, fucking Peter. And ha- when he puts, first puts on the glasses uh, in the bus, and it's just like, yeah, kill, uh, kill Brad. Uh, <laughs> kill him dead. <laughs> oh, there are so many times where I'm just thinking, good God, Peter, phrasing. Oh, God damn it, Peter. And then it does come back to bite him in the ass. I, I will say... Is Tony an idiot for giving Peter a bunch of killer drones? Yes. Or did he think that Peter was going to be smart enough to know not to accidentally activate killer drones? Both. <laughs> He's like, this is a good idea. Ah, oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> like, people, people shit on Tony Stark a lot, and they're they, usually valid, but I didn't really feel it until this movie. <laughs> this is, like, the first time I was like, Maybe not, maybe not initially. Maybe have something, like, locked. Yeah. Like, when, you can use this when you're older. Yeah, I I will say, I hope Home for the Holidays is not just Peter proving that he doesn't have to be Iron Man for a third time. Yeah. Yeah. I think they kind of got it out of the way now. I think so. Now it's more about, uh, how can I be Spider-Man... And Peter Parker now? Yeah. How is that even going to work anymore? Because now he... Like, he has no normal life anymore. Unless he tries to reconstruct it, maybe with some help of some scrolls. Yeah. My my one hope is that this is not leading into one more day. Oh, God, no. No way they would do that. Would they? They... Like, I'd be fine if they faked us out and he rejects the deal at the end. That'd be great. But if he actually goes through with it, I will I will tear off Kevin Feige's face myself. <laughs> like a rabbit horde of zombies yeah. running at him. Um it would be cool if he takes the iron spider suit though and like gives it to Riri Williams and says, Okay, figure it out. I've I've been watching you. Uh Shuri said some good shit about you. See, that's how I want Riri to be introduced, because uh, they dropped all of those, like, community centers, Wakanda outreach yeah, centers, yeah. all over the states. And surely there's going to be one in New York that Riri's at. And Shuri's like, damn, girl, you're awesome at this. Like, well, you better than me. Jesus. How'd you do that? <laughs> and no jealousy. It's, like, fascinating. Like, Ruby constructs her own Iron Man armor, and then, like, Shuri and Peter are just in the background like, wow, we stan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like, Jake Gyllenhaal was really good in that movie. I really enjoyed Mysterio. I wasn't, because, like, when it was first announced, I was like, oh, it's going to be Mysterio. I was like, ah, they could have they done, I don't know. I don't know. I always found him kind of lame. They wanted to throw bit. you off your rhythm. They wanted to throw me off a little bit, but then they you know, like they sold it. They yeah. sold it real good. Also, Mr. Hero is supposed to be a little lame. Yeah, he is supposed <laughs> to be. He's supposed to be lame. I was like, he's he's the number one. He's the number one villain in this one. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> Why not Rhino? <laughs> that that being said, I do have an idea for Mysterio. If like rebooting Spider-Man movies or a cartoon for like the fourth time where he's a teenager and he's a classmate of Peter's and he's a shitty drama student and he gets overlooked by like scouts one time too many and he just loses it. I also like the change up on his origin that he, yes. he made barfed. 
Which I would be also pissed about that. But also, it is Beck saying it. It is, so, yeah. So how much of a hand do you have in it, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, you were on the dev team. We made barf. <laughs> I can just picture him now ranting to the rest of the Sinister Six, like, I made barf. <laughs> Scorpions are like, are you okay, man? Uh, you need some... <laughs> do, you, do you need, you like, need some Pepto-Bismol? Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> Got some right here. <laughs> um what else was I gonna say uh the teachers were very good teachers were very good also I didn't realize uh uh the white teacher what was his name again um Mr. Warren I think uh, well, or Mr. Warren Heron, Harrison Mr. Harrison I think it's Mr. Harris Harris something like that uh he was uh one of the nerd one of the geeks and freaks and geeks which further yeah. proves that is one of the best casted shows I've ever seen. Yep. Holy shit. And then one of the No other... wonder Judd Aptel was like, ever since they canceled Freaks and Geeks, everything I have done has been in spite of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> then they canceled Undeclared. Um, and then I can't remember his name, but one of the other geeks from Freaks and Geeks is the writer of the Spider-Man movies now. Uh he's the one who was on Bones. I yeah. Let's find out using science. Racks. Nope. Freaks. And geeks. John Francis Daly. Okay. Uh, any more thoughts on Spider-Man? Um, I'm, I think we covered everything that we really liked about Spider-Man. Yeah. Or something that you didn't like. Um... Mm, at the Tony Stark stuff. Just like the drones and the general vibe. I mean, it makes sense for the plot, but I do kind of wish it wasn't once again Peter trying to be Iron Man. Yeah. Also, uh, probably a smart move by Marvel, putting the little disclaimer of like, events that happen in this movie are fictional and yes. they're not representative of anything that happens in real life. Um, The In Memoriam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it started, and me and my friend who I went with were like, oh no. And then it comes up in Comic Sans, oh no. And I was terrified that this was something Peter made. Like, Peter, Peter, please. I also thought, it was like, did Peter fucking make, make this? But no, it was, it was the AV Club. It was the fucking AV Club. <laughs> Gone, for, gone but not forgotten. Getty images. Why? Oh, that killed me. I was both like dying because of, like, oh man, and also just like dying of laughter. So also, you know, the next one is gonna open up like scandal at Midtown High. Oh yeah, and then have like breaking news. Have terrible interviews with all the classmates and like flashes. Like someone has their th- their finger over the lens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Howard Stern. <laughs> Mr. Dell's like, I told you it was witches. <laughs> like black and white shots and like, oh my god, you, you can do a lot with that. Oh uh, I more or less have the same like gripe of just like, okay, we've gotten this story before, let's yeah, let's hurry this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah. Saw Spider-Man with Dad. I think he enjoyed it too. It's also a great movie because you could go into that thing with not a whole lot of context and probably enjoy it. 
Probably. Like, it's pretty, like, self-contained. Even the the big stuff they explained yeah. in the, yeah. the thing. I do like that he just has in the corner of his room just the the, the iron spider yeah. suit just, like, circling and just going crazy. Like, okay, uh, don't need that. Uh, and fucking Aunt May putting his suit in while he's going through... Going through customs, and they're just like, <laughs> this is not allowed. It's like a banana. <laughs> oh, I God, thought you could detect me. it with your Peter Tingle. I like how they haven't called it Spider Sense yet. It's like, it's the Peter Tingle. Like, Stop calling it that. <laughs> when Peter finally trips and accidentally falls into another dimension, and everyone else calls it the Spider Sense, you're like, like oh, why did I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Missed that one. Uh, I started watching John Wick 2 the other night, and then I fell asleep because I was very tired. Good job. And it was also, like, a work night, and I was like, I need to actually go to bed before I watch the rest of this. I also watched, like, uh, Detective Pikachu a bunch with, uh, some friends. Is that were... already? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And again, that movie still holds up. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, excellent movie. And then I watched uh, Stranger Things. Okay, so you had a tweet last night that made me think a bunch. So I want you to lead off. Okay, what are your thoughts? And my thoughts have expanded it? since that tweet. Uh, first off, I was not really fond of Hopper this season. I thought you had some funny. Bits, he had some funny but like, bits, but like it felt like a, he felt like a parody of himself, a little to the point of unlikable. And even like those first two episodes where he's being so nasty to Mike and L, and it's supposed to be like, haha, he's being he's like he's that being because the, the protective old protective man, dad, but he's like, dad. But he should like realize that L has been through some tough shit, and also, I mean, I'm glad it didn't mess up L even more, but also, yeah. And with the tonal stuff, it was like all of Hopper and Joyce's stuff. At at a certain point, I was able to enjoy it, but it felt like they were in a screwball comedy rom-com while everyone else was still in the Stranger Things 80s vibe. Yeah, it like I liked the Joyce half of that more than I liked the Hopper half of it. Yes. Uh, and I also liked the Alexi half. Yeah, the Alexi half is real good. That those first like two or three episodes pacing is weird. It's weird because because it but, felt like they took a long time to set up stuff. Yeah, which I didn't mind. I was surprised. Like I got to episode five and I was surprised that I was already on episode five. Yeah, because it felt like they were still trying to ramp stuff up. Because like but, yeah, well they, they felt like they're still trying to ramp stuff up. But I think once they got to like the the crab man. And then everything just started to come together, and that's when they... I feel like on a, if I watched it again, knowing when things are going to play out, it would make more sense. Yeah, I haven't done a rewatch yet. I mean, I just finished it today. Or last night? Last night. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, those first couple of episodes pacing is a little weird. But they and also then, had, like, the really yeah. good character moments, too. Yeah, they had a lot of good characters. This is, this is us setting the ground for what to understand when everything else comes in. Like... You know, build these characters' relationships up a little bit. Uh, fuck Mike. I fucking hated him this season. I thought he... See, 
I can he give was him, the weakest character. I can give him a bit of leeway on account of the fact that he's a, a shitty teen. Well, yeah. And not only that, but he just became a shitty teen. Yeah. Like, like several that, months ago. That's a good thing why I'm saying fuck Mike. It's because he's being a shitty teenager, but also fuck Mike! Come on! And, like, I saw people, like... It, yeah, obviously his attempts at apologizing for the oh, first they while they're terrible. they're terrible. But they're supposed to be terrible because so, he doesn't he doesn't know. He doesn't understand. Better. Even when he figures out what he did wrong, he doesn't he understand doesn't actually how apologize. to actually. He never actually apologizes. He he eventually gets to apologizing in the penultimate episode. Yeah, but like the, he could have done that a lot sooner. It's like that's where. I wish that like someone had just like not just Lucas who also doesn't know much because he's also a shitty teenager. Yeah. If it was if it was like some other like like parental or like I like I can't even say Jonathan because like he also doesn't have that much experience in this kind of stuff. So like and Hopper's kind of out of question yeah. that season. So <laughs> he's got there's no one there to like tell him like but that's Bro, the, but that's the point. Come though. on, that is kind of the point. He yeah. does have to figure it out. It's a coming of age story. Not even like he, Nancy. He came of his age. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like that, that kind of grinded my gears a little bit, which is probably what they were going for. Yeah. So I I can respect that. Fuck Mike. <laughs> yeah, the, like they were definitely trying to make you go several times per episode. Oh, sweetie, come on. I'm like, oh, come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Um, no, you know who I fucking hated more so, and even more so because they tried to redeem him was Billy. Yeah, because Billy was supposed to be a shitty sociopathic, maybe racist asshole in last season, and the, even the creator said, "Oh yeah, he's terrible. He's garbage." Max is scared of him, and this season they're like, "Ah, oh, but he's her brother, and so she loves him, I and he had a hard childhood." I fucking hated that. I was just like, oh, "Fuck." off like I get that like no kid starts off evil yeah but like it's just so blase yeah it's so if they if it's they like oh like... if you had a bad childhood you're gonna turn out evil it's like but the, and then uh, but then also if you just remember your ha- if you remember your happy surfing memories and then you're fine then every every shitty thing you did is absolved and yeah no you did no wrong you did no wrong then he 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 died you like surfed Je- a seven foot way he died like jesus crucified on the beach uh, i was like you did not deserve that Ugh. And now he's dead, which means people are going to stand him even harder because yeah, Dacre yeah, Montgomery's yeah. sexy. Yeah, I mean, you kind of can't deny like that. <laughs> he's also a milf hunter. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, calm down, man. Listen, it's the eighties. It is the eighties. I was like, during that scene where like he's hitting on Miss Miss Wheeler, and then she's like getting ready. I'm like, no, don't do it. No! Okay, can you blame her though? I kind of can't. I it's, it's like all that stuff isn't a, isn't so much a testament to the women and Billy so much as a testament to how shitty all the other husbands are. Yeah. But even that Mr. Wheeler's not even that bad. He's just yeah. he's he, just he's, he's the, the most, most 
average Joe. He's, he's so average, but that does also mean that when the government showed up and said your son is involved in Russian spies, he was like, well, I guess that's the way it is. We gotta trust the government, Yeah, honey. exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. He's just like, how did you, how did he win you over? How, how did that happen? Was he like a player back in the day, or was he always like this? No, because it's it's there was that was the sixties or the seventies, and yeah. so it's like your high school sweethearts, and then you get married now. Yeah, okay. because if you break up, then you a hoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, no, Billy said, and see if they committed to Billy earlier in the season. Yeah. And, like, went through that stuff, and maybe even... Maybe if he was trying to, like, like fight it from yeah. the inside, like, we the had, whole time. We had more stuff of him trying to fight against it. But all we ever got was him being completely brainwashed, taken over by the Mind Flayer. So we never got those scenes. So, in the end, his redemption fell flat on me. Exactly. And, like, I can... I sort of understand Max's reaction of, like, just that immediate, like... No! Like... But she's acting like... But also... She spent... Yeah. The the minute they think something is wrong with him, she starts acting like he was the best big brother ever. Which is not true. Exactly. As she even said last season. He... Physically and mentally and emotionally abusive. Yeah, he's a bad dude. He was a bad dude. And... Like, yeah, he, he did not earn that redemption. But, yeah, it was just... Uh, that but now he's dead. Man, yeah, he's dead. The series is more or less over, unless they want to actually no, make it the, into they, an they, anthology. They said, no, they said they're making... They have a plan for four or five seasons total. Mm. Not four or five more seasons. That would yeah. be risking it. But four yeah. or five total seasons. Are we still sticking with this cast? I yes. Assume? Okay. Because they're still... I still want I the anthology, say, though. As, they'll probably do a spiritual successor... Um, but no, they gotta stick with this cast Stranger because there's thoughts. <laughs> there's gonna be, um, there's still elements to be left wrapped to to wrap up because there's the Russians. Yeah, they, they still have their pet demogorgon, and we don't know if Eleven is gonna get her powers back or not. We don't know if Brenner is still out there, and we don't know about the other nine children. That would. I hope they completely drop that. I, I don't want them to. I hated that episode. Okay, but that's the episode's fault. And even, yeah. I feel like even if it was one episode earlier. It's a cool idea. I hated the execution. See, I think if they. And they, they don't even address it. At all. Everything see, that L did last season. I was surprised from by that. that was like. No, no, because, not mentioned. Because going into the season, I thought the focus was going to be on the other children. And there would be like season four when we get back to heavy upside down stuff. Because I thought the thing would be, Elle's kind of shut the gate and she's cooled herself off the Mind Flare. So maybe Mind Flare is going to have to go get in through one of the other experiments. Yeah. But they didn't do that. They just directly went right back to Mind Flare. And technically Mind Flare is still not defeated. Because it was just a bit of him on this world. There's, he's still... Like there's still, there's still openings... All around the world, obviously. Yes. And, yeah. So, uh, I don't know if I, if I really want to go back to the arcades, but, I mean, if they do it well, then, yeah. 
Exactly. I, I feel like, the, the, if anything, they've managed, to, like, okay, for the most part, they've managed to stay true to the characters yeah. all the time. Except for Billy and Hopper this season. Yeah. Um, the other, the one last thing that I did not like were just this, since the, the 80s has, oh, it's, it's most of it is still pretty good. But there are two, I mean, okay, really only one thing, because this one scene, the one scene that I know a lot of people aren't going to like, I actually liked it, and that was the never-ending story scene. Which one was that again? When Lucas, when Lucas, or not Lucas, um, when Dustin and Susie oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, And they grind the episode to a fucking halt. Oh, but it's I liked super dumb. It. I, 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 I was like, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. This is great. <laughs> um... But, like, and a lot of people didn't like that because it just, like, it felt like needless 80s. Like, oh, remember the NeverEnding Story? That was in the 80s, too. And it's like, okay. But at least it's charming. Yeah. Um, but the one that really got me was when they took a break for Lucas to talk about New Coke. That was also really dumb. And that was really emblematic. That, that also felt like, oh, hey, it's like when they're talking about a brain. Product. Yeah, that one felt. Ooh, so, that is. You, how much money did they pay for that? Well, no, like I don't think that was sponsored because New Coke bombed hard. Well, guess who sponsored the season a lot? Oh, correct, Coke. The Coca Cola Company. That's true. So they played it up like, oh, it's the great joke that how great See, some people might have liked it. If it was just we keep seeing shots of everyone drinking New Coke, that would have been fine. But this is Lucas just like. Hey, let me tell you about New Coke. Well, also remember the first episode when they're doing that pan yeah. shot with the lady and she's drinking the New Coke. <laughs> so, like, it's, it is there. It was, it was a lot like, hey, remember the 80s? Instead of just like, hey, remember the 80s? Yeah, this season, that was one thing I did have a bit of a problem with. And I know a lot of people also have a problem with it. It was just like, it felt more overt. Yeah. Just how much oh. they were like, it's 1984. It's 1985. And you better fucking like capitalism. <laughs> fucking love capitalism. That was good. Though that was it's all... funny <laughs> how, they, how Erica does it. It wasn't bad, but it was weird. It was super how... weird, but the, oh, I, the, I got a laugh out of it. They, like, they clearly were trying to evenly say uh, that everyone hates communism, but also capitalism isn't doing them any favors. But it was weird how it was very, like, all the characters were evoking, like, communism, bad. Russia, bad. Capitalism, oh, fuck yes. Well, you also have to remember. It's the 80s. It's the 80s, and they're coming almost right off McCarthyism. That's true. So it's so heavily ingrained in American culture. Remember, Red (laughs) Dawn is a movie that exists and came out. I know, it's just like... We love capitalism! (laughs) It's just, it... It, it probably just comes off weird because of the times we're in yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. How we're like we're really heavily realizing, oh, the eighties were terrible, and they're kind of not. They're like, it feels culturally- like they want to play it straight, but they're not quite going there because they know. And maybe like if if this came out like ten years ago, we'd be like, ah, that's a funny that's reference a funny to political joke. ideologies. But yeah. now we're like, um. <laughs> I think I I want it like I don't know what their intent was, but I want to say that's kind of what what they wanted you to feel. Yeah, the, the, uncomfortably I'm, like they were definitely trying oh, to go for oh these characters. Oh, you got a big storm coming, honey. 
And also, also in our point, this is at like the height of Reagan. And oh, Bush. Oh, our boys. <laughs> Remember, what is the only family in Hawkins that we saw voting Democrat <laughs> last season? That was Dustin's family. Okay. They were the only ones voting for... Every other family is voting for Reagan Bush. Even the buyers. Even the buyers. Somehow. Oh, I mean, his dad does seem like a he pro- Republican he, man. He, You don't count. You've been excommunicated. Yeah. Um... Okay, so that's the stuff. But like, even even with all of that stuff, I still really like the season. Oh, yeah, I really there were so many it. good parts. I the really eleven it. max shopping trip that's was so pure. A lot of people didn't like that, from what I heard. I will pro like, punch you. Hell yeah! I I, I love because it got us more character. It, it it gave us more interactions with different characters. Yeah, we really especially since to. since Stranger Things. Okay, I. I think pe- it has been kind of unfairly treated when people criticize the treatment of the, the female characters, but it wasn't playing them any favors when the only interaction between Eleven and Max last season was Eleven being jealous of her existing. Yeah. So I like was... how they immediately go into now they are best friends. They are best friends. It's good times. And it's not, and it's not like haha we're girls haha girly stuff because they're like they're reading comics together they're doing prank well astral projection together even <laughs> even when they go on their shopping spree like it's still tomboy stuff and it's like if i hear anyone say oh so 11's finally becoming a girly girl now like no i will slap them and say 11's becoming 11 now she found herself she's gonna be herself for the first time she's found her true style in coveralls also man poor will We'll get, oh, oh man, I felt so fucking bad for him at so many times. It's like he just wants to do yeah. stuff, and and like Luke and like Dustin's nowhere to be seen because he's busy with Russian spies. <laughs> he just wants to play D and D. He just wants to play D and D, and the others are just like, man, how do we get our girlfriends back? <laughs> also, like, I. I, I know people are going to disagree with me, and that's fine, because everyone's valid in this conversation, but yes. I've officially joined the camp of I think Will is gay. Yeah. I think that came across kind of clear. Yeah. I mean, because in the original season, it was just like, they're calling him gay to insult him because it's the 80s, and that's, yeah. that was st- that's still an insult today. That was especially still an insult in the 2000s, even. That's, that's been an insult for a long time. But, but especially... And like and Noah Schnapp said, it doesn't matter whether he's gay or not. The point is that they're using it to other him and ostracize him. And he, you're, if you're queer, you're supposed to relate to him because of this, whether he is or not, just because of the otherness. Like, everyone everyone was getting... Everyone was an outsider in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but then this season Once where... Was Steve Harrington? <laughs> <laughs> for for 1.5 years. Yeah. <laughs> then he got in. Shit. He was the king, man. Steve the Hair Harrington. <laughs> um, but no, but what really got me this season was when uh, him and Mike are fighting, and Mike says, Listen, just because you don't like girls. And I'm like, Err! And Will is also like, Err! Because, hey, it's one thing for people calling you gay and they're just using it to be mean. It's another thing where people call you gay and they're using it to be mean, but deep down you know, you know they're right. And they're also your friends. Yeah. It's and also, and also it's, and also, it's not even him actually trying to be mean. No, he's just he, being a shitty teen. Yeah, he's just being a shitty teen. He doesn't know how to deal with all this stuff. So it's like... Like, that one was like a sucker punch. He's like, oh, 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 that, ooh, ooh. 
And now, and now they're also a lot of people like, okay, season four, Will gets a boyfriend. I'm like, okay, he's 15 and it's still only 86. So I am very concerned for him if he tries that. But if Absolutely. he's able to pull it off, if fucking live your truth. It would be a little scary, but you know, who knows? Maybe it could be a good thing. It could I'm, be a very good thing. Will, I'm real concerned about you, but I haven't stopped being concerned about you since season one, episode they one. They moved so. to San Francisco. Did they ever actually say where they're moving no, to? No, they never said um, Not that I yeah. remember. No, all, all we know is that Joyce, at the end of season two, I guess, was beginning to fix up the house. Mm-hmm. So, like, she could put it on the market and get the fuck out of hot Yeah. Um, There's no place to raise a child. Speaking of the gays, Robin. Oh, yeah. That was that awesome. That was so good. That was so good. And st- can, can we now go into why Steve is the greatest fucking character in this show? And I've been... I've been his number one. Number one. Since, since he got his ass kicked. He has earned every bit of praise. Every bit. Number one contender for life. I I saw one post before watching the season. It was like, I don't want Steve Harrington to know a single thing this season. If I see so much as one thought pass through his brain this season, this show is canceled. And you know what? He lived up to that. He had some thoughts, but they were good thoughts. They were like only good thoughts. They were only good thoughts. Only good vibes here in the Steve <laughs> Harrington household. In this house, we love and respect Steve Harrington. And we may have kidnapped him and taken him to the house, but still. He loves it here. (laughs) Well, everything with, like, Steve, Robin, uh, Erica, and Dustin was the best stuff this season. I'm so glad they... Erica had, like, I think three scenes. She had, like, three scenes in season two. They're like, "This this is the future. This is the new character. She's going to get her name to that title card. Isn't it time for you to be in bed? Isn't it time for you to die? And like, damn! And now... And She's been abusing their sister. And oh, now, it's so good! And now... Now she's playing D&D with them. Yeah. And she's... Is she going to be a rogue or a warlock? I feel like she would be a rogue. Yeah. She would be a rogue. Definitely. No, that 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 is the highlight of the season. Was whatever the... Every time anyone else was on the screen, like, but what are the other four doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Oh, also the My Little Pony speech. Oh, it's so good. It was very good. <laughs> Again, Dustin is... He kills it this season. Just absolute chops to... What was his actual name? Gabby Matarazzo. I can never pronounce that. I'm so sorry. Gabby Maserati. Apparently the prank show that he's going to be in was completely misadvertised. Really? Because they were saying like, oh, he's going to play, he's going to prank people who are trying to find jobs. And he had to like, him and Netflix and Ace like, no, they already have the jobs. This is us pranking people who are coming into the start of their shift. Like, it's not the start of their career. It's the start it's of like, their day. Yeah. Like, they're just gonna have this fucking weird day. Yeah. Like, what? It's like fucking three weeks into their job or something. Like, yeah. What? What is happening? So, like, I, I like I saw people, like, canceling. I'm like, hold your horses for me. 
Thoughts. Also, uh, even even if the show did turn out to be shitty, like you think Gatton Matarazzo thought of this? No, no. It was like some Netflix looked after this. Like who was the who's the best child we can get right now? Oh, who man. if who's the best child? Finn Wolfhard. Well, we can't have him because he's just gonna cuss at everyone. Who's the next best child? <laughs> uh, Gatton. Didn't mean long. Here we go. No, like those those four best characters this whole season. They were so fucking good. Also, and the whole just Russian subplot was like. That was such a good fucking thing. Also, Marie and Alexi were good. Yeah. I was more emotional about Alexi dying than Billy. So yeah, drop that Yeah, down. I was also like, oh, he's <laughs> living the American dream. He yeah. finally got his money woodpecker. He's so happy and he gets shot for nothing. Well, not from nothing, because he did get them the schematics. He, he did get them the schematic. But, like, he, he's, he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. He, he, he beat the game that was supposed to be rigged. He yeah. did it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, so, next season, um, road trip. Road trip, yeah. Because my thinking... On the road again. My thinking is that... So, uh, Eleven and Will, the two people who have been directly touched by the Mind Flayer, have now left Hawkins. So, like, Joyce tries to drive away from the weirdness, but no, the weirdness is going to follow them. And the rest of everyone is going to have to take a road trip to wherever they go to. Be like Thanksgiving? Because they, they did Christmas already, right? They did Christmas. Well, they didn't do, like, dr- they Christmas, had, like, a Christmas, Christmas epilogue. They had a Christmas epilogue. And they so, have it on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and Mike said that he's going to go visit for Thanksgiving. He might just have to bring the whole gang with him. Um, like, Surprise! Everyone's yeah. here! Also, maybe, if they commit to it, maybe they will bring in this, the other children. Yeah. I can see Elle, like, she might not have the telekinetic powers, but maybe, like, she'll be astral projecting and all of a sudden, like, another kid's going to show up and is like, it's like, hey, what's up? You, you gotta help me. I light things on fire with my mind and it's uh, inconvenient. Things are going south. Yes. Help. What if Robin gets a girlfriend and it's Kali? Ooh. Then would you like her? Okay, that would be kind of fine. Yes. That would be fine. Um, what else was I thinking? Um, the American, the alleged American in the Russian holding. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's Hopper. I think it's Brenner. Okay. Because I think Hopper's in the Upside Down. Yeah, that's why, because we, we didn't see it, but I know they got, like, I know... <laughs> I know what, uh, one of the people I follow on Twitter and I'm in uh, Star's Discord for uh, Scrafty Devil was really like, man, there's a lot of goop this season. There's so much goop. <laughs> okay. I gooped here. Can I just say, so... Well, I the s- last two episodes leave a lot of goopness out. It's a very dry and uh, not wet bag. It's well, really it's not bad. so much dry as just congealed. It's a, Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah. Um, but like, okay, so... Uh, my dad was watching sports on the main TV. I'm gonna watch. I, I want to watch Stranger Things on the upstairs TV. But my mom's painting in there, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll I guess I'll just start another day. And she's like, no, you can start Stranger Things. Like, are you sure it can be a scary show? I'm like, okay, but I'll be painting, and you watch <laughs> it, so it can't be that scary. Oh, <laughs> which is a valid criticism. Yeah, like, yeah. well, okay, but also I heard it's scarier this season, and also I'm committed enough that it can't scare me away. So you've been warned. And so she saw the first two episodes and saw the rats turn into goo and all that stuff. She's like, oh, this is not great. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I told you. He's like, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I'm like, okay, good. And then I, I'm starting to watch like the last run of episodes. 
while she's like in the house and I'm like I can't watch it with him like no Tanner I told you it's fine like no no you don't understand remember when all the rats exploded into goo yeah well people can too okay maybe you should watch it on a different TV <laughs> um, another factor is that the number of competent adults in Hawkins has gone down by a significant margin yeah hey did you know that Mike's mother is supposed to be a main character so, Karen Wheeler, you better step up to the plate. You're going to have to deal with a lot of weird shit like monsters and goo, people from other dimensions. You're going to have to drive an entire Winnebago full of shitty teens to San Francisco or something, and you're just going to have to deal with that. Uh, also, here's a, here's a thought I had, kind of looking at Strange Things 2 in retrospective now. It feels like almost entirely set up for this season now. Because a lot of the, the plot threads in, ended up, like, like the, the main plot, at least, of, of two now feels, like, set up for three. But also, if you think about Stranger Things 1, you can think of all that as set up for two. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, it follows an actual proper progression of one, two, three. Yeah. Because especially Stranger Things 2 felt a lot like the direct sequel to Stranger Things 1. Yeah. And then this one felt like the third one. So you see, by putting things in order and making them this way, they have created a television show. (laughs) The point I was trying to make was better in my mind, but it never turned into words. It was better the way you put it out. Um, Also, remember when... Wait, two two years ago. Remember? It was two years ago. Yeah. And it was on this very podcast. I had a list of things that happened in 1985... That I thought they could draw for more reference. So let's see how I did. Okay. So, and this is just the stuff I listed. I have not changed this. Yeah. So they had Back to the Future. They did not have Black Cauldron, Brazil, or Breakfast Club. But they did have Day of the Dead. They did not have the Dungeon Master, which I thought would be a deep pull. But I really hope they would uh, reference I Reject Reality and substitute my own. Yeah. Um... They, they didn't technically have Ewoks, but Steve did indirectly he, reference them. He mentioned them, so I'll give you that. Um, they... You could say there was some Fright Night influence in the Flayed a little bit. Fright Night? A, Fright Night, a smidge. You, a, know, what, a, you, just, know, you know what? Just a dash of Fright you Night. You know what, Tanner? I'll give you that. Um, shockingly, they did not have the Goonies. No, they like didn't. there's been kind of a pervasive Goonies aura around the whole season, but they didn't yeah. really have something specific. You could almost say the show's a little bit influenced by the Goonies. <laughs> this is dark Goonies. Dark Goonies. Um, nothing from Legend. Nothing from Mad Max Thunderdome. I'm surprised by that. Um, nothing from Nightmare on Elm Street Two, unless you count the existence of queer people. <laughs> um, nothing from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, I don't. Th- oh no, they had Rambo. They did have Rambo. They referenced Rambo. Um, They didn't directly reference Reanimator, but there's definitely vibes. Yeah. Um, They didn't reference Red Sonja, but I think that was also going to be a reach. Yeah, that would have been a reach. Um, They had Return to Oz playing. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't know if they had a direct reference to Rocky IV, but there were Russians. There were Russians, but I (laughs) I won't won't give you you that. As you know, Rocky IV invented Russians. Yeah. I won't give you that. Um, nothing for Silver Bullet, really. No. Um, nothing for Teen Wolf. Nothing for Return of Godzilla. And nothing for Weird Science, which I'm not going to get. Like, the whole thing has Weird Science-ness, but yeah. there is nothing direct. They did not invent a woman. 
Um, the TV references, don't grade me on these because these are really deep pulls. So I'll, I'll give you your grade, though. You're, you had a pretty good batting average, 7 of 15. That's mm-hmm. actually not bad. You'd be probably player of the week this week. Oh, thank you. On, uh, if you were playing baseball. Um, but yeah, nothing, none of the major TV stuff, and I think it's because it took place in the summer of 85 and all of this stuff would happen in the fall. So um, Erica better be a fan of Gem and the Holograms next season oh. or I'm going to boycott. <laughs> Um, Thundercats also should be there. Yeah. Um, as for the songs, they did not play any Boys of Summer or Careless Whisper or Don't Come Around Here No More or Don't You Forget About Me or Everybody Wants to Rule the Worlds or they, most of these they did not play. I'm trying to think if I called any songs that they did play. Uh, uh let me pull up. I have, have, I have a list. Oh, you have a list of what they did play? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they have it on the, the wiki. See, the thing is, I was only looking at stuff from 85, and they clearly were pulling stuff from 85 and years past. Yeah. And there's even, people have pointed out, there's some stuff they reference before the year is supposed to come out, too. <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of a thing that happens whenever you do these kind of things, yeah. is that you, you'll sometimes uh, miss one or two things that are like, oh, this actually came out after that yeah. year. So, like, I think the only one I may have gotten is Material Girl. Okay, so the songs that did play okay. in the soundtrack are uh, Never Surrender by Corey Hart. Nope. Uh, Open the Door by nope. Gentleman After Dark. Uh, Rock This Town by Stray Cats. Nope. Moving in Stereo by The Cars. Nope. Uh, Working for a Living by Huey Lewis in the News. Nope. Uh, she Got You by Patsy Cline. Nope. Hot Buttered by Foreigner. No, I'm surprised I didn't oh, have you that did, one. You did, I'm surprised you... I didn't write that one down. Oh, you should have got... Wait, but did, did it come out in 1985, though? Uh, let me I don't see. think it did. It could have came out... Reese has as a single in 78. Oh, yeah, so I wouldn't have been... old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can't Fight This Feeling by Ario Speedwagon. Nope. No? Uh, I Just Died in Your Arms by Cutting Crew. Nope. Uh, you don't mess around with Jim by Jim. Uh, no, that Cruz? would I, that would be an old one. Anyways, yeah, be, no. uh, how long is this list? I guarantee it's longer than my list. Uh, it's it's uh, a little long. Uh, Get up and go by the Go Go's. Nope. Uh, my baloney by Weird Al. <laughs> I was super like, oh yeah, Weird Al, super old. <laughs> Uh, uh, material you got material I got, girl okay, by Madonna. I got one out of probably uh, twenty. Cold as ice by Foreigner. Nope. No, you should have gotten some Foreigner down. I only wrote down songs and I any all this media that I have for my like guest sheet for season three was only from eighty five. Okay. Uh, Angel by Madonna. No. Um, I will. I, all I wrote down was so many Madonna that I'm, damn this was a year of bangers. <laughs> uh, Lover Girl by Tina Marie. Nope. Uh, Things Can Only Get Better by Howard Jones. No. Uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wang. No, no. American Pie by Don McLean. Mm. Oh, wait. Did you get that one? Oh, damn. Uh, We'll Meet Again by Vera Lynn. Definitely not. Uh, uh, Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. I think we've established I did not guess any music. Uh, Rock in the USA by John Mellencamp. Nope. Uh, you love... Ryan, uh, this is turning into no, no, boring no, 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 content. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen, 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 you. You got the... Did you at least get the never any story? No. <laughs> Damn it. I can't, be- can't believe you missed all of that. And then I noted some comic stuff, but they didn't do any real comic stuff. 
They, they had some comic stuff, but not like events. They did. Like, like, they, they talked about Wonder Woman. They did talk about Wonder Woman, but I specifically I wrote down for the man who has everything from Superman, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, and the New Mutant Special. And the only reason I wrote that down was because of Charlie Heaton. Yeah. Um, then for video games, they didn't reference Rob. Oh no, they didn't. Maybe maybe next season one someone will have gotten a Rob for Christmas. Maybe they like they talked about Atari at least. They did. Yeah. The NES should be out by now though. Uh, let me check that. NES, that might have been 1987, I want to say. Not an S. Oh, no, Washington 83. Okay, so yeah, it should be out. No, none of them like that Japanese game. <laughs> well, they better start liking them they soon. Better start liking them soon. Um, anyways, on that note, uh, 1986. I only that was doing this during work, so I only got down mo- uh, movies, music, and some el- events that happened on television. Yeah. Not even just actual shows, just TV events. TV events. Okay. Um, okay. So, the, and the, those were the Challenger explosion. Ooh, yeah. For that matter, not necessarily televised, but also 86 is Chernobyl. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I want them to do too much Chernobyl, just because the Chernobyl miniseries just came out. Well, I mean, you are covering history, and you're also covering Eastern European stuff. That's true. Like, obvi- so, obviously, they should probably... catastrophic they should probably the refer- They should probably reference it. I just feel like it would be not off-base, but just kind of silly for them to be like, Chernobyl was actually because of another dimension... Well, I don't think they're going to do anything like that. Yeah. It might be like it's something that's happening on the news and is being talked about on the news. It may be something that is constantly talked about on the news. And something that has consequences. Like maybe they have to move all their stuff that's in Kamchatka back to the States because they don't want to get hit by the fallout. Kamchatka? Isn't that where they were at the end? Kamchatka? Uh, yes, but that is all the way on the other side, like eastern side of Russia. Like... Like, Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so fly across the Pacific. Well, I I mean, Chernobyl's in the Ukraine. Oh. All the way over there. (laughs) Where do do you think Ukraine is? All of Eastern Europe just occupies one big spot right here. And then underneath it is India and the Middle East. I'm terrible at geography. Yeah, I can tell. Like, you're not wrong that the Eastern Bloc was kind of a literal block of Eastern Europe. Here's what I know about the Eastern... It was just like this thing right there. But also, man, you're killing me right now. Here's everything I know about the Eastern Bloc. It existed. (laughs) That's fair. Um, Anyways, this was also... the 86 was also the year where HBO starts scrambling its signal. And then... Uh, that's also the year where someone named Captain Midnake jams the HBO signal to protest its uh, raise in prices to twelve ninety five. Ah, um, and this is also the year where they decide that the past season of Dallas was all just a dream. Oh, they did do that. That was eighty six. Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> so season four of Stranger Things turns. Someone off. better be pissed off about that. <laughs> It's going to be Karen. It's going to be Karen. And then T- Ted's going to be like, well, you know, honey, they're the writers, so they probably know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Um, 
Anyways, okay, do you want movies or music next? Uh, I want music next. So you, this, you had a low batting. You had a very low batting. Yes, you and I'm, drive I'm probably not going to do Pharrell this year either because again, they're not going to just play songs from '86. Yeah, and this is also only a small selection of the songs from '86 that I feel like they could play that like could tie into things. Yeah. Also, with songs that I know because I wasn't able to like go on YouTube and check every single song to see if I recognized it. So I have "All I Need Is a Miracle" by Mike and the Mechanics. Do you know this song? All I need is a miracle. All I need is you. Yeah. And Mike's gonna sing that to Elle over walkie-talkie. <laughs> um, Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins. Oh hell yeah! Uh, I just died in your arms tonight. Cutting crew. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be an Ed credit song. Yeah. Um, don't forget. Someone's gonna die in the arms tonight. Tonight. Don't forget me when I'm gone. Last Tiger. Okay. Ooh. In case Hopper really is dead. Yeah. Oh. Um, he's back, the man behind the mask, Alice Cooper. Oh! <laughs> he's back. The man behind the mask, and he's calling your name. Uh, higher Love, Steve Winwood. Take me a higher love. Okay. That was a really bad rendition. Hip to be square. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if they'll play the song, but they should definitely have someone die via Sledgehammer. <laughs> sledgehammer! That also came out. Yeah. <laughs> that it's also 86. Yeah. Um, Invisible Touch, Genesis. Okay, yeah. For when Elle gets her powers back. Yeah, okay. Um, A Kind of Magic, Queen. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Living in America, James Brown. Uh, Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. Master of Puppets, Metallica. Well, you know what? Billy did have the, the Kill 'em All uh, poster up, so like Metallica is a thing at the time. And Maybe Max know. steals some of his CDs after? Yeah, probably. He's like, these are mine now. Um, move Away, Culture Club. I have no idea what the song sounds like, but it's called Move Away. Oh, yeah. So, and then they move yeah. away. You know, they're, they're, it's probably going to be playing in the car while they're going. Probably. Oh, maybe it's the... Is it the one that's like, move away, move away, move away, move away, move away. Like, someone changed the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, one I don't know how it sounds, My Hometown, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nasty, Janet Jackson. Erica's going to be playing that. Yeah. Uh, Take Me Home Tonight, Eddie Money. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. going to be when they move back, if they move back. Yeah. Um, da, da, da. Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Ooh. Mm. That's gonna be another one when something dies. Yeah. Someone or something. Alice Cooper has a song called Teenage Frankenstein. Yeah. And I felt I just just put that in there for... Just, just, in, just case. in case. Yeah. Um, Venus by Bananarama. <laughs> Walk Like an Egyptian by The Bangles. Yeah. Probably not, but I do love that song. Yeah, that song's great. Walk This Way by Run DMC featuring Aerosmith. Yeah. And Why Can't This Be Love by ACDC. Oh. That's another song uh, Mike's going to sing to Elle over walkie-talkie. I was like, oh, Mike, please stop. <laughs> You're saying it's terrible. Um, and now for film. Some of these were foreshadowed by the music. So we do have Aliens. Yeah. And the fact that you have Paul Reiser means you should probably do Aliens, something with it. Probably. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Which I'm going to say is they're going to fight something underground. Yeah. Uh, Critters. Ooh. Which I feel almost, it felt better with this season. Yeah, it would have been better if they, they talked about critters. But like, also, like, well, they couldn't because it was eighty-five. Wrong year. But also, like, just uh, thematically, yeah, they had some critters. Yeah. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, that is easy. The Fly. 
Yeah. Which, again, had more... This season had more fly vibes. Oh, you think we're going to get, like, a flying enemy? Maybe. Oh, then we're screwed. (laughs) Sit here, what the fuck do we do? Um... And that's when she gets her powers back. It brings it down. But no, when the when, when the when the news misogynist turned into the chunky salsa crab, the, that that had some brundle some brundle vibes. You know that's Gary Busey's son. Really? Yeah, Jake Busey. Yeah, he looks like it now. Yeah, like when the camera was painting, like, is that Gary Busey's kid? I okay. I it's like so, it's too young to be Gary Busey. I felt like some of the wardrobe and makeup. Yeah. and the salsa. <laughs> I did, I did see a review of someone complaining, like, he was just such a one-dimensional character. He only existed to be sexist to Nancy. Like, why didn't he have more depth to him? Like, because he was just wanted. existed. He literally only existed to be sexist to Nancy. Also, the, I don't know if you've heard about this thing called the 80s. <laughs> There's been people complaining about how much smoking is in the show. They, oh, they've been doing that since year one. Yeah, well, it's like... I mean, if this was shot now and everyone was smoking... Then we would probably have a problem yeah. here. Everyone's smoking jewels. Uh, but no, like that it's such a heavy thing back then because they didn't know. Did or, you like it wasn't wild, widely known, like what the fuck are Indies? <laughs> Did oh, you tar? <laughs> Did you ever see the um Superfruit parody of Stranger Things no. season one? It was very good. They had a lot of good notes, but the best one was that every scene with the guy playing Joyce, he just had more and more cigarettes <laughs> in his mouth. Uh, it's like that dude, and he's got like a billion blunts in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to light them up. Um, where was I? Um, Friday the 13th, part 6. Oh, great. I don't know if it was in a... Is that the one where Jason goes to the moon, or is that Jason no, X? No, that's Jason X. Oh, man. We have to wait a while for that one, don't <laughs> we? There's, the last season is going to be a time skip to the 90s. Oh, I, I kind of want them to get to the 90s, because then I we want... get some stupid bullshit. I want... Maybe that's when your anthology series starts out. Yeah, that would be nice. Completely different, unrelated to everything, different universe, but everything is 90s. We that nineties nostalgia season like series. Oh fuck, that came out in two thousand one. Oh, 2000, oh boy, we have to wait like another. Okay, we have to wait the no, third series. The tw- no, because the twenty year rule. Oh. Happy Days was set in the fifties and it came out in the seventies, and then that seventies show was set in the seventies, obviously, and it came out in the nineties, and they tried that eighties show in the twenty tens, or in the two thousands. In the twenty tens, we 70s got fr- show? that eighties show. That eighties show came out. They tried that in the two thousands, but it bombed. Okay. Um, in the 2010s, we got Fresh Off the Boat, which is set in the 90s. Oh, yeah. So pretty soon yeah. we're going to be getting shows set in the 2000s. Finally. <laughs> Finally, we get to see how we grew up. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what else was there? The Golden Child. Okay. Um, Highlander. <laughs> I mean, Steve's working at the video store and he's totally going to be in on that. He's going to have to decapitate have, someone. He's going he's gonna to look at Mel and like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, you don't even know no. what's coming next. Oh, man. I can't oh, wait honey. for Apocalypto. <laughs> um, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Invaders from Mars, which I don't know if it's especially important movie, but there are several movies here that are just like things came from space. And so I think the new monsters might fall from the sky. Hmm. There will be a Red Skies. There's going to be a Red Skies event. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Where that's when the next the next gate is going to open up like directly over the Empire State Building. Ah. Okay. It'll be like Ghostbusters. Ah. Well, except they had the hotel, but you know, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, you get it. If they move to New York too. Um, we had the Karate Kid Part Two. And they did reference, uh, like, how hot Ralph Macchio... Uh, That's true. Macchio was like, he just looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a soft boy. He was still a literal child. He, yeah, exactly. So I was like... <laughs> like also, the reference to Cosmo. That oh, one yeah. was really fun. <laughs> it's just like, I need to show you my mom's Cosmo. Like, no! <laughs> it's not right! Um... Labyrinth came out. That's going to cause some feelings in several characters. We don't know which. Oh, boy. Um, Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, yeah. Which, they probably directly reference it, but, or, I don't know, maybe someone would be like, Ah, oh, it's going completely Little Shop of Horrors in here! Like, they did, they did say, like, it's, this is a red dawn in real life! <laughs> Um, there is a movie called The Manhattan Project. Okay. It wasn't about The Manhattan Project, but it was about a teenager trying to build an atom bomb for a science fair. Weird. Yeah, it's the 80s. Yeah, I mean, How many times have I said that today? Yeah, you've said quite a bit. Um, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, fuck yeah. You know the, the Stephen King one where the trucks come to life? Yeah. That, that, is that the dumbest one? Yes. Because they never made a movie about chatter. No, which don't. is about a guy who's stalked by a pair of sentient chattering teeth who then he ends up sicking on his mortal rival. Why, why is Stephen King the way he is? So many drugs. And, and like, I can, I can say that because I'm pretty sure that's a quote. Okay. He, I think he said, I think it was Cujo that he said he's glad about how it turned out, but he does not remember writing it. <laughs> That just makes me think of a I have no mouth and I, I must scream and how the guy just like wrote the manuscript in one night. Like, <laughs> um, I have to check because there's a quote that's from Stephen King when he was confronted by his wife about his drug problem. Ba-ba-ba. Hang on, I gotta find it. Uh, I think tech-wise, we could start seeing, like, Apple computers become a thing. Like, the Amiga, and, like, that kind of race between, like... Mac and the Amiga and just seeing how like maybe different families have different uh, home computers which I think would be kind of a neat thing I hope they do a little bit more of like the early days of the internet which would be really cool oh because then uh, Steve or um, Mike and like everyone can talk to each other through like emails yeah but it's like I'm not near a computer oh god I mean, dial up! <laughs> oh, oh, wait, that might be a little bit later, though. Uh, 
dial-ups start becoming a thing. I feel like it was more of a 90s, 2000 thing. It's not showing you when exactly it became available. Oh, it's been used since the 80s by public uh, providers such as uh, uh, USFNet and likewise. But first offered commercially uh, in 92 by Sprint. Oh, okay. So, that's a, that's a later... That's for the next series. That's in the 90s. <laughs> you know what the sequel series is called? You know what? I, I ju- it just hit me. It's set in Texas and it's called Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy with myself with that one. Gosh, I can't find the quote, but it was like Stephen King was confronted by his wife and she like had a bunch of cleaning products and she accused him of huffing those and he was like, No, not this brand. <laughs> Oh, Clorox is the stuff that's really good. Yeah. It's off the good feet. Um, anyways, the last movies I had. There's one called Monster in the Closet, which is exactly what it sounds like. But <laughs> also it's called Monster in the Closet. So, you know, themes. Yeah. Um, the My Little Pony movie. Ah, yeah. So Erica and Dustin are going to go see that. Uh, Poltergeist 2. Oh, yeah. That could be, that could be a thing. Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. Short Circuit. Mm-hmm. So, um, if someone has a Rob, it's going to get possessed. Oh, no. That's where we get more internet stuff. Oh, man. Stand By Me, naturally. Okay, yeah. Top Gun. Yeah, as, as you probably established. That's, like, there's... Oh, man. Like, Steve Braveheart is... and Top Gun. And he's going to, like, show up in the fucking aviator. Braveheart? Uh, no, not Braveheart. Uh... Hot, not Highlander, either. Because you, you, you mentioned some uh, the Mel Gibson movie. I said... I didn't say... I don't think I did say a Mel Gibson movie. Mad Max was last year. Why was I referencing I don't Gibson? know. Oh, no. You, I mentioned Highlander, and for some reason you thought Mel Gibson was in that. And I just oh, rolled with it, because yeah. I wasn't thinking. Oh, my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that I came from. I, I... I got stuff, all kinds of mixed up. Babe. But yeah, oh no, definitely. Steve is going to show up dressed as Top Gun. He's going to be like, man, I, I'm Tom Cruise. I am Tom Top Gun Cruise. <laughs> and, and Robin yeah. and the other guy are going to be like, oh Maverick. my god. Uh. <laughs> Wait, is Tom Cruise's character Maverick or is that the other guy? No, he's Maverick. He's, Ma- he's uh, what was his first I've one? never seen Top Gun. Okay, well. You should at least Robin, Robin's the other guy. Your guy is Iceman. Yeah, so Robin's Iceman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Steve is Maverick. Yeah. Or she's Goose. <laughs> um, Stand By Me Naturally, Top Gun, I already meant. Okay, uh, Transformers, the movie, also came out. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh man, Orson Welles is dead. Optimus is also dead. No! <laughs> and then also The Wraith, which I don't think you've ever heard of. Never. But I wrote it down here because The Wraith is a movie where Charlie Sheen plays a teen who died and then came back as basically Ghost Rider and exacted vengeance upon his enemies and then rode off into the sunset with his girlfriend. And the reason I bring it up is because the design of him as the ghost motorcyclist was used as direct inspiration for the Phantom Ranger from Power Rangers Turbo. 
Well, not, well, Car Ranger, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. So from this, we can deduce that Hopper is dead, but he's going to come back as a ghost and possess a car and rob. He's trying to communicate. It's, it's just like how they use the lights. <laughs> Except with a rob. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> he's going to have to grab the blocks and arrange them. That's how he plays Tetris. He like, tries <laughs> to make words. Or these letters. Yeah, that would be funny. Except Rob is so slow. He's so slow. There's... VG Cats is pretty bad. Especially these days. But I remember one of the last scripts I read was one where Rob was a doctor at like the video game hospital. And like the GameCube was dying. No. <laughs> and... And the, like one of the nurses off screen is like, Doctor, there's a phone call for you. Oh, okay. And then there's like 12 panels of him like slowly turning and then slowly opening in his arms. And he gets his arms halfway open. And then the like off screen, the phone just slams into his head and knocks him over. And the next panel is like him flying on his side with the phone just sitting on his head. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, that's great news. Oh. Uh. So Stranger Things was good. Stranger Things good. Stranger Things were pretty good. Just despite the missteps. Yeah. Hey, nothing's perfect. It's not expect perfection from Nobody's nerfect. No. Except yeah. for Steve. Yeah, Steve is the greatest. You know what? Steve and crew are the best. You know what I guarantee is gonna happen in like the first two episodes, but just the first two episodes. Is that Elle is going to befriend the weird girl. But then she, the popular girls are going to be like, you're our friend now. And then she's going to learn the popular girls are terrible. And then she'll ditch them and go back to the weird girl. And then by the season finale, she'll use her powers to throw soda at the popular girls. This is a weird version of Heathers. Yes. <laughs> Heathers is 87, I think. I think it is. It's late 80. Actually, no, I think it's 89. September 1st, 1989, I think so. Dear Diary. Dear Diary. But. <laughs> uh, anything else going on in your week? <laughs> yes, actually, there is one other thing. Me and my mom started watching. Okay, me and my mom, we tried to start watching Big Brother, and she's still watching because she likes to watch Big Brother no matter what, even if it's shitty. I couldn't get into it just because I saw I saw from the distance. That it was going to be another season where everyone's an idiot and there's going to be two players who just steamroll through the entire game and no one's going to, like, if anyone tries to make a move, the producers are going to decide that that's not entertaining and they're going to give the people the powers to stop them. People are stupid. Also, Julie Chen keeps on introducing herself as Julie Chen Moonves because she's very adamant that her... Uh, deposed former CBS head husband absolutely did not sexually manipulate women. Ooh. So that's kind of uncomfortable. Ouch. She like, yeah, oh god, it's like looking, she looks dead into the camera, eyes wide, no irises, just pupils. I'm Julie Chen Moolet. I'm Julie Chen Moosebess, and my husband did nothing wrong. But first. That, that's uh, uncomfortable. Yes. You know, I, I found out recently that Canadians can now apply for Survivor. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah, like it's 
Apparently, you can start doing that like last year or something. Because it's because they're trying to reach their scope because they they hit a bit of a snag apparently, in, like several seasons ago, when everyone who joined was a super fan. And, yeah. Like, even if they weren't saying they're a I super fan, that, I think that was a uh, one of the plot. It was like fans versus favorites. Yeah. But then after they realized, oh, even. Like, it's okay to have some super fans, but if everyone knows how the game works and everyone is already expecting everything, it doesn't quite work out as well as we'd hoped. So, like, then they start specifically casting people who were, like, and they're still casting real people, and that's not like it's scripted, but that, like, there have been scenes where they've specifically said, we want an NFL footballer's wife who has never watched the show. Yeah. Stuff like that. Very specific. We're looking for this. Yeah. And now they're finally, like, I think it was also, like, like <laughs> there is stuff that prevent that prevents Canadians from being on American stuff. Yeah, for some reason, it's reason why we have our own amazing race because yeah. we can go through customs a lot faster than Americans. Apparently, yeah, because we're because uh, we're Canadian. Yeah, it's an inherent advantage. <laughs> I suck it. I don't um, watch Amazing Race Canada, but apparently. They're like one of the teams was a team voted in by the fans, like from a previous season who lost. Yeah. To like to be the fan the fan team this season. Apparently they're eliminated in the first leg. Oh my god. Yeah. Destroyed. Also, there's people from Regina. Amazing. They're the first people on Amazing Race Canada from Saskatchewan. How? And this is season seven or eight. How? God damn it. I know a lot of people live in Ontario, but god damn it. Actually, it's, it reach. seems like, I don't know what Amazing Race Canada, but with, for Big Brother Canada, it seems like a lot of people come from the Maritimes. That's weird. A bunch from the Maritimes, and a bunch from Toronto, and a smattering from Alberta and BC, at least one person from the territories, and none Regina, goodbye. <sighs> then Saskatchewan. We had, we had one Regina boy in season three, and then we had a Saskatoon boy... Last year, that's been it so far. So what we're saying is, I'm, I'm going to apply for Survivor and win it all, and you're going to apply for Big Brother and can't win it all. all. And we're, we're going to become television mongrels. Because I can't, can't apply for uh, Drag Race Canada. Oh. Because, well, first because I'm too poor. And, <laughs> oh, it costs a lot of money to be on TV. Oh, yeah, I know. All yeah. that stuff they bring, that is their own. That is a, it's a, it's an expensive business. And, fish, I don't even know how to paint my nails properly yet. <laughs> and also because of, actually, I probably can't state the other reason. I can tell you after. Okay. Yeah. It's like a fun fact thing, but yeah, I can't be on Drag Race Canada right now. Okay. Um, whatever, before, I had a plot. Okay. So, me and Mom, the other show we're actually watching together is Are You the One? What is that? So it's a show on MTV. We thought it was really new, but apparently it's been on for seven years, but we don't watch MTV, so we yeah. don't know. Yeah, no one watches it. So the basic premise, like the original premise, was that they had like ten guys and ten girls, and they put them through a whole bunch of relationship, individually put them through a whole bunch of like relationship tests and analysis and like, what do you look for in a person? What do you jive with? Like, what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Da, 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 da. Okay. And then they had relationship experts, like several, like a whole panel, match them with each other so that every, like every guy and every girl had a, like one perfect match. And like amongst the group, yeah. And then they put them all on a, a sexy clothing optional island in Hawaii, and basically say, "Okay, go ham and like figure out your issues and try and figure out which one of these people is your perfect match." And if everyone has figured out their perfect match by the last night of like this ten episode show, like ten weeks or whatever, then you get to share one million dollars, like a million dollars split evenly amongst everyone. Oh, okay. Which isn't all that much money compared to other shows. But I mean, that's the, still the a goal chunk is of to change. yeah, it's still a chunk of change, and the main goal is to 
find someone that you can connect with and even if it doesn't work out you like you figure out your issues with relationships and yeah. so maybe this doesn't work yeah. out but you know oh. what to do going forward so it's like I can put way more faith in these relationships than I could with The Bachelor yeah oh man The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are fucking awful I mean I, I will give them this the, the production is clearly invested in making sure that the connections forged are real but you it's hard to form a connection with like everyone gunning after the same person, one person be like, <sighs> and like that's that is kind of the case in Are You the One? Except like everyone's going through that situation with everyone else pretty much, and like they're like they have relationship therapists coming in and saying, "Okay, here's what you should do, here's what you shouldn't do," and people very quickly figure out, like not everyone, but people usually figure out, okay, that's probably one of these people because these are who I'm feeling. Yeah. Anyways, but this season. Is different because oh. it's a slightly smaller cast, but also every person on there is sexually fluid. Oh yeah, that's the, you were talking about this. So everyone is either bisexual or pansexual, or they just they don't want to label it, but they don't care. And then there's a person there who's uh, gender fluid, and there's a person on there who is transmasculine, and they're all like. So there's less people, so you only have to make eight perfect matches. But it also means it could be literally anyone. And it could be guy-guy, guy-girl, NB, girl, all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for the straight people seasons, but it's very horny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, but it's very good. And they're talking a lot, and me and my mom have already decided that we hate one person. Oh, boy. Who do you hate? We hate Jonathan. A oh, lot of people Jonathan. hate Jonathan. Because Jonathan came in and he's like, I'm really only attracted to masculine men. And so I'm not attracted to you, Basit, because you identify as non-binary. And I don't know how to feel about that. Also, I'm not going to use they, them pronouns around you because I'm just a fucking idiot, I guess. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, like... And also, like, there's Kai, this transmasculine guy. And even not counting the testosterone shots, which I don't know for experience, but I know from talking to people, HRT makes you really horny. Yeah. But even bar that, Kai is extremely horny. And me and mom are judging Kai from basically sleeping with everyone, like, even though he's kind of made a connection with another girl there. And, but everyone is like, okay, Kai, you have some issues, but Jonathan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> No, because, like, you were describing the show, I was like, it sounds very, like, these early seasons were very straight, so that they could, like, establish, oh, this is a show, it's just like, it's just like you there's more people in it. <laughs> and they were like, alright, now make it gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that sounds great. I'm not one for these kind of shows, I probably wouldn't watch it, because yeah. I'm not into that, but, like... Fuck, that's good shit for people who are into that. Yeah. And like Fuck you, Jonathan. And there's and there's some people who are like, I'm like I'm bisexual, but I've never really had relationships with people of the similar gender because I'm too scared to do that, especially in public. And then there's people like Remy, who is the horniest of them all. <laughs> one horny to rule them all. But but like by the second episode, everyone's just like, you know what, Remy's just like that, and we shouldn't judge him. Yeah. I want there to be someone who's like me. It's just like, yeah, I guess I'm just here. I hope I hope next season everyone's asexual. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Just like, hey, Mo, what's up? What's up, we, man? Everyone's asexual. Everyone's here to hang out. <laughs> we, we we don't need the boom boom room. No, just they, clo close that shit down. They do. That is what it's called. It's the boom the boom, boom room. room. Oh, man. 
Kai used it twice within two hours with two different people. Outstanding. Getting it done. And there's a really nerdy guy named Danny, and like everyone's sleeping on him, and we're like, come on, come on, Danny, Danny's right there, and he's so tall. How tall? Probably as tall as I am. I don't know. Okay. You know I'm terrible at judging height. I thought uh, everyone was just weirdly short for some reason for the longest time. No, Tanner. You're just tall. You're just tall. Fuck you. <laughs> Most people are, are like around my height or just a little bit taller or a little bit shorter. And like, you're, you're the exception, my friend. You're tall. Last, last night, I was running customer service, and so, like one of my coworkers went down the hall next to us, and I just hear her say, Tanner! And I'm like, what? And she's like, come be tall! And I'm like, okay. Uh, the other day at work, I was, I was bored, and I was like, what's it like to be tall? <laughs> well, I'm going to stand on, not stand on top of the stack, but, like, that we have boards that are kind of, like, sticking out a bit. So I kind of use them to climb around, like, the little spider monkey I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, standing on the bottom. Night monkey? Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> Night monkey. <laughs> I loved all those bits, too. <laughs> those were great. Uh, and I just stood on one, and I'm, like, man, could you imagine being this tall? Like, just looking over a fucking stack of rebar that is, like, six or six feet tall. Man, that shit would be crazy. <laughs> Why didn't I get that tall? And then I self-loathing. And then I had some self-loathing for a while there. And that's and the, and then I and then I was doing my brick dancing again. What? <laughs> Listen, I have a lot of time for myself. Okay then. <laughs> Not a lot. I had a customer the other day. Uh, for, uh one little little bit. Wait, a customer? Oh yeah. I thought they'd be a client. You see, we have customers that come in for goods and services, <laughs> and they exchange monetary paper. Have I completely misjudged what you actually do at work? Yes. Okay. Entirely. Okay. See, we have customers who come in for, they place an order of like, hey, I need 30 bars of 15 meter. And I'm like, how the fuck am I putting that on your Jeep Chevy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to drag it. Uh, Actually, I'm walking, and I brought my own bags. <laughs> the environment. Uh, your your order says you bought a bar of 35 and 18 meter. You know how long 18 meters is, right? Long. Very long. Longer than this room. Yes. <laughs> You're going to walk with that? <laughs> also, 35 is like... Yeah. If you get two of them, stilts. <laughs> oh my god! I wanted. We were. I was talking with some of the boys, and they're like, uh, and like Austin's gone this week, and it's like, like when I'm gone, I'm just gonna come back to this place. I'm gonna find out you guys play Jenga with the six meter, <laughs> and you you took it out. <laughs> it's just, just rebar everywhere. Like I cleaned this up. <laughs> um, good. Speaking of reusable bags, so like every once in a while at the store, the conversation comes up about whether we're, we don't charge for our plastic bags. We get you get them for free as many as you want for free. But if you bring in your reusable bags, we give you three cents off. 
Yeah. But sometimes people say, well, what, what happens? Like, what if we start charging for plastic bags? Like, what if they, that comes down from the head office? Or what if we get rid of plastic bags entirely? And I've, I'm of the camp that charging for plastic bags is bad because it's kind of punishing people for stuff that they can't necessarily help. But I'm also fine with getting rid of them completely and people only being able to use reusable bags. And then I'll tell it to a customer, and the customer's like, oh, but I always forget my reusable bags in the car. I'm like, yeah, but you'll probably remember them when your options are buy a new reusable bag or carry out 30 cases of Pepsi with your bare hands. Yeah. It's like people forget that they can adapt yeah. to situations when presented with an obstacle. Uh, it's a very common thing, actually. And also, okay, I try not to badmouth customers, but I do have to say one thing. Customers who come in at like half an hour after you open, they come in like, oh, wow. Oh, it's quiet today. I generally want to know, are you stupid or do you think you're funny? You know how many people ask me how busy we are? Almost every fucking customer. (laughs) Man, you guys seem pretty dead right now. Like, yeah, no shit. Uh I, th- uh, there, once someone said, oh, it's pretty quiet today. And I looked them dead in the eyes and said, no, you're lucky. <laughs> you timed this perfectly. You came at the right time, player. <laughs> or so, so there have been some times I was like, well, it's because you and all your other customers, you guys have just been hiding back there and you all just decided, you planned on showing up at once. <laughs> You thought about this. You put strategy. There's maps. Yo, the, the existential dread of when you ask for a cart pickup and they go outside and say there's no carts left to pick up. They must all be in the store. But there's no one at the tills. No. And we're just like, oh, no. <laughs> we're like looking down the aisles and there's so many people like. That, uh, that, uh, I never actually finished that story. Finish the story. Uh, so I had a customer come in the air day and... Very hands-on, wanting to help me. I'm like, I'm trying to count out the bar. Hands-on the bar or hands-on your body? Hands-on the bar. Okay. He's trying to help me like count out the bar. I was like, sir, just let me do it. Just because I have have many a customer, usually old people, who come in and they they think the only way to talk to you is like through hand-to-shoulder contact. Yeah, they're they're reaching at you like zombies. And they come up up right behind behind you and like... Are you working today? How are you today? Good job, lad. And I'm like, God, I don't even want to be called lad anymore. That That's was very wrong, lad. Uh, <laughs> those were the gendered terms I was almost okay with, but coming out of your mouth, I just hate it. Uh, yeah, no, like, whenever I'm trying to count out something, I don't want you to talk to me at all. Leave me alone, because I, I will. I'm horrible at like just I'm just counting out and then all of a sudden something comes out like lost count got to go back and you need fifty fucking bar yeah and this but, isn't just like counting out this little this is just like one two well normally it's not like that oh it's normally like it's like ten m like these bars are like about that big you do have one of those like straw dispensers where you just like click the thing and they roll out. <laughs> I wish. That would be <laughs> hilarious if we did have that. But no, all of our bar, bar comes in a big bundle. And then we cut it. And yeah. But no, like, like if I'm counting the six meter, which is on, like, our saw horses, and I'm just, like, I'm just basically whipping them, like, just... Yeah. I'm just trying to count it. And then, like, okay, this bundle's kind of a little, like, uh, twisted. I just need to, like, 
like go in the middle and just grab bar, rip it out basically, and just like do it that way and grabbing like five at a time and suddenly like, oh yeah, I can help you with that. I was like, like no, like thank you, but I, I I'm okay. We'll, we'll be all right. And then just like kept trying, like no, okay, got we're all right, we're good. And I eventually got it, and he was very talkative. And then he like offered me a Kit Kat. I mean, okay, sure. I'm like, okay. Wait, was it a normal? Or was it a chunky? Uh, it, it was a normal. Kit Kat. Okay, yeah. if we if we were offered you part of a Kit Kat chunky, that'd be a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> I like a big. I like a chunky. <laughs> hey, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat. Okay, just snaps it over his knee. Good, <laughs> just giving it to me. Uh, but he also like. Well, say, well, like, it was while I was counting out, I was like, okay, I still have some bar to go through, so I can't exactly stop and eat the Kit Kat. And he was like, okay, I'll just leave it out on the sun, and it'll be your reward. And I'm like, what? Oh, all right. You know what? I'll, <laughs> it's like, Kit Kat? All I'll right, this. And it's hot as shit out, by the way. So I'm like, so I actually did start, like, counting a little bit faster, so, like, Oh, this guy's playing mind games with you. I'm hungry. <laughs> Did you end up drinking the Kit Kat? Uh, y- yes, and now I died. Uh, <laughs> but my soul did not know where to go. Uh, <laughs> so it just came back. Yeah, so I like counted out. I have the Kit Kat. It's a good Kit Kat. A little bit melted, but like, you know what? That's the uh, price you pay for not going fast enough, I guess. Uh <laughs> And like he, he kind of, like just talking a lot about like stuff and like talking about some of the bar we have. Like, oh, we we have this bar over there. It's kind of fucked up because it came from Europe. And like, like, why are we getting bar from Europe? And it's like, from the other I, side of the road. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, maybe it's cheaper. I don't, know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and like, oh man, fuck Trudeau and all that. Like, uh, I mean, I didn't vote for him so. I, you know, I I probably I probably would have come. What's the opposite of coming around? Uh, coming against? Yeah. Dis- I would probably have this. I probably would have gotten disillusionized with Trudeau faster if every other customer coming in didn't say Trudeau, and I'd be like, but, but what did he do? Like, ah, oh, it's Trudeau, and like, okay. So far, the reasons you give me for not liking him is nickname. Yeah. He no, he's not a good prime minister, but oh. you you should have given me some stuff to chew on way earlier than that. Yeah, but it's uh a lot of substance, but I mean, yeah. Uh, I feel like the people who most of the people who don't like him don't even know why they shouldn't be liking yeah, him. Yeah, they just they they hear things and are told things. They, they heard that he's bad. Yeah. He Rex Murphy says he's bad, so he's probably bad. <sighs> Dad. <laughs> I'm throwing my dad under the bus a little bit. Oh, fuck Love you, dad. Your, your dad. No, uh, oh, your dad's probably going to vote conservative, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's always been conservative. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's just the way things are. I'm sorry, but I can't stand your dad. No, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. He's probably listening right now. <laughs> he's going to be like, Tanner, why the hell is Stan? <laughs> Who's Stan? <laughs> I'm like, okay, Stan was a thing. <laughs> I was also very confused by it because I I knew it is different content. Dad, we're gonna have to listen to some Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell were we? Uh oh yeah, you know what? I want to talk about this for a quick second here. Okay. Gainer, the go. I don't even know what happened to Gainer. I heard something happened to Gainer. I have no idea what happened. They to They changed Gaynor. him up. Okay. So how, like, how so? Okay. So let's is he just, hot? 
Depends on how you view hot. Uh, Gainer the gopher. Not the protein. Uh, <laughs> so, for context, people, Does Gainer have gains? Gainer the gopher is the mascot of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He is a gopher, and he used to be kind of a cute little old gopher. He had a cute look. He looked like a like a beanie baby kind of basically. And this season, they decided to, you know, change him up a little bit. Uh, did not announce anything in the like uh, oh. until, like, we literally, like, normally at the start of the games, like, they're like, here, from, from all the way from Parkdale, Saskatchewan, I think it's Parkdale or something, or whatever, Park, Park something. Park something in Saskatchewan, it's Gator! And whatever's, like, he's been doing this for, like, almost 30 years now. Uh, he comes out and he's like, yeah, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this time they gave him no fanfare, no nothing. He just walked out completely different from the gainer we all know and love. So, like, like you, 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 you've seen this. That's, that's this gainer. Pure boy. I've seen the gainer. You've seen the gainer. So, uh, gainer is no longer from... Park wherever Saskatchewan. Oh no. Gainer is now from Prince Albert. Huh. Because he looks like he's addicted to meth. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Look, look at that. Look at that again. I, I mean, I'm a little concerned he's going to eat my kids. Yeah. The old Gainer, you, you want to leave him with your kids because he's a good man. He's gonna he's gonna have fun with that. He's gonna treat him right. He's a fun mascot character. And this look this the drug abusing slasher smile stare into my soul and take it and eat it for lunch. Why did he do that to him? <laughs> like they they put out a video that was like, uh, oh, he's trimming down, he's looking good now. Like, old Gainer was fat and stuff. And we're all about body improvement here. And the Rough Riders, and like, they have this kind of funny promotional video of him, like, doing, like, uh, various workouts and stuff, like, get strong and stuff. And yeah, like, the suit is a lot smaller now, it's a lot more trimmed down. Uh, so they did make him hot. To however you view that, it's bad, bad move. Yeah, bad move. You you took the cute boy and made him scary. Yep. Uh, just <laughs> it's too realistic. It's well, it's not only too like for one, gopher eyes don't look like that. No, they don't look like human eyes. No, nor are they green. Nor do they smile like that. It's, it's just, oh man, it freaks me out. It's like Chippendale's serial killer cousin. Yeah. <laughs> hey kids, do you like violence? <laughs> I oh. can't believe there's mascot discourse. I haven't heard mascot discourse and since Heart of the Hound got his tongue ripped out. Oh yeah. <laughs> you see, I feel like they were going for like gritty... Like, they were trying to make... See, Gritty's a state of being. He's a state of being. He is, like, everyone initially was like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck is that? 
And then he became the most endearing mascot and a uh, uh, Antifa like uh, mainstay. Yay. What if Gritty is a DLC for Mortal Kombat? Uh, he uh, he uh, takes the place that Shao Kahn used to have, <laughs> where he is unbeatable and will destroy everything. <laughs> Gritty is the final boss of Stranger Things. So Gritty is the final boss of life. If you want to get through the pearly gates, you gotta fight Gritty. <laughs> and he's already got a machete out. What do you have? Nothing. You're buck naked. Yeah, fight fight Gritty with a machete. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they. It, it seems like they were going for Gritty, and it just kind of flops with everyone. I haven't really seen anyone say like they like it. Like I was listening to the radio and see, and the guys on CJME were just like. Like, Derek Taylor was like, he looks scary! <laughs> I don't Just like him! Slam that old head. You, if you want to keep a new suit, fine, keep the new suit, but slam that old head on him. Yeah, it, everything will be safe if they just put the old head on him. They, he, he'd be fine. No, you know what the worst part is? He almost looks like Mickey. Like a Mickey, Dis- like the ones that walk around to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, those things also look kind of weird. They do look kind of creepy, but like, they, they've managed to avoid most of that because they've gone through like... 17 different scientists like cuteness scientists yeah. to make sure the perfect formula exactly uh yeah gainers fucked up Roger's playing good though uh and lastly with my week I just listened to that uh new adventure zone that came out the other day I feel like I have to re-listen to that one yeah. They're really rushing to the end. It was... Like, not rushing, well, rushing. The, this last episode was very much a lore, okay, what the fuck yeah. is going on with this character? Yeah. What happened? Not not rushing as in, like, detrimental rushing, but like, it's, oh, it's on, now it's happening. And it's a, like, you can't stop this train. And a lot of people were kind of caught off guard by that. Yeah. Like, I think, I, th- I agree with a lot of people saying that, wish we had one, just like, not filler, but like a standard monster of the week arc with... Uh, Thacker before they jumped right into the end game. That would have been nice, but I think like at the end of the day, this is Griffin's campaign. This is yeah. uh, this is how he's going about it, and he did a really bang up job with uh, balance. So I'm along for the ride. We're we we suddenly went into mock speed. Yeah. So Speaking I'm of, looking forward to it. Now you've reminded me of something from this week. I went and got my comics. Yes. I wasn't able to go last week, so now I have to remember what there was. There was the new Power Rangers. Okay. Start of a new story arc. Okay. Where we knew that Tommy was going to be the White Ranger starting, like they did a time skip. And so now we're like, we're post-Shattered Grid. No one remembers the stuff that happened in Shattered Grid, and Tommy is the White Ranger now. But what I didn't, I don't know if it was announced beforehand, but I didn't realize that this was now taking place in the second season of Mighty Morphin. Oh. In which... We net like or deep in Mighty Morphin second season, so now Zed is here. Also, Rocky, Adam, and Aisha are here. Oh, but then do you want me to tell you the 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 thing that the wham shot from the end of the book? Go ahead. Um, you remember how Jason, Zach, and Trini went to a peace conference? Yes, they've retconned this. They're now in like a secret Black Ops Ranger mission for Zordon. Ooh, yeah. Also, the other thing, the other big news was that there's a new villain named Rain. Spelled with a Y. Hey. And he's a bounty hunter that was uh, like hired by Zed to fight the Rangers. Also, he's the same species of alien as Commander Kruger from SVD. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so, and everyone's thirsty for this evil red dog wizard. 
Boss! <laughs> Boss! <laughs> and then I'm trying... I can't remember That's the other... That's all I know about SPD. Other than there's like three rangers that... No. That's not rangers. even SPD. That's Decker Ranger. That's not oh, even that's Ranger. Yeah, that... <laughs> or the adaptation. Yeah, that's thing. the yeah. Sentai. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Uh, there is a run- new Runaways, which uh, Victor has to fight to save the soul of Doombot. Von Doom? No, Doombot. Oh. No, I mean Victor Von Doom? I mean Doombot is in Victor Von Doom, but this is a Doombot that Hank Pym installed a miniature black hole near his processor to stop him from doing evil, and so he had to do good deeds. And he simultaneously knows that he is a Doombot and believes he is Dr. Doom, the original, and he's Victor Mancha's best friend. Oh man! But then he got destroyed, and so Chase had to reboot him. But now he's like doesn't have access to any of his memories, and so he just thinks he's Doom again. And so Victor had to like he has to deep dive inside his mind. Comics are weird. Comics are weird. Can't wait for Doom to be in the MCU. It's gonna be so fucking good. All right, and then there was also Agents of Atlas, which is. Greg Pak's writing it. It started off as a tie-in to the War of the Realms event, but now they're going to give it its own ongoing. And it's basically all the Asian shoot superheroes teamed up, including a bunch of um, imports from the mobile games. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, they created some original heroes for so like the future fight and a whole bunch of other stuff. And they're like, well, these will get into the comics eventually. We just need the right time. And then Greg Pak is like, well, they're all Asian. I'm Asian. I'm most notable for take- making the most famous Asian character into the Hulk. <laughs> So let's just have a team up of everyone. So we've got Amadeus Cho with his Hulk powers and Silk. And who else was there? Um, a bunch of other people. Like you, do, I like them, but you don't know them because they're all pretty much new to the comics. Shang-Chi was there. Um, also the Hawaiian goddess Pele. Oh. Yeah. Cool. She was just like, I'm the only goddess of fire here. And then she kicked the butt of Surtur's daughter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I also got the, the the reason you reminded me because Adventure Zone. I got the new graphic novel. Have, oh, it's out now. Yeah. Okay. At least I don't. I think Canada gets them a week early because I don't think it's out yet in the states. Maybe that's compensation for us paying for higher prices. Maybe because I know when the last one came out, I got a week before it was supposed to come out in the states, and I'm like, oh, okay then. Um, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet because I got it, and then I had to finish editing a podcast, and then I had to watch Stranger Things, and then I had to work in between all that stuff too. <laughs> so tonight. Tonight. And, oh, yeah. oh, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that wraps it up for our week, so now let's take start on the news. No, uh, <laughs> I just realized there was uh, one more thing with my week, and that was uh, I, bought a, I bought a few games because Steam Summer Sale. Right. Uh, so I got Ace Attorney, uh, 1, 2, and 3, uh, the Zero Escape series, uh, Had in Time, uh, Shantae, uh, Half Genie Hero, and Slime Rancher. Oh, nice. Uh, and I also pre-ordered uh, uh, Transistor uh, for the Switch physically. Oh, nice. Uh, Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, limited run games was like, hey, we're doing Transistor physical run. Yeah, I should You want to get in on that? And they're like, yeah, I want to get in on that. <laughs> I should stop by EB Games on Tuesday. Uh, I think you have to do that through their website. Then I can do that tonight. Yeah, you can do that right now. Even. Uh, right now. Maybe. Um... I forgot to pre-order Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but I don't think I need to pre-order it. I think I'm just going to get it. Yeah, you can probably. Um, You're safe on You that. still need to tell me which Pokemon to pre-order. Uh, I, they still need to come out with more news about that. Speaking of buying things, 
fine. I also, uh, a week ago, me and Mum were in Saskatoon because she was getting some new tattoos. And while she was doing that, yeah. I was buying books. Like the Saskatoon used bookstores are so much better than Regina's. I mean, I love Centennial books, but like they, I, I should go in there and just ask, hey, do I have to come in once a week just to help you sort things? Oh, you don't even yeah. pay me. You don't have to pay me that well. Still pay me though. I don't do shit for free. Yeah. But like also you can pay me in the ability to sort things. Yeah. <laughs> and money, but mainly sorting things. Just because like they're great and they have a great selection theoretically, but also a lot of it is here's the genre we hope. Ooh, that's not a good way of sorting. Things. Whereas you go to 8th Street Comics and use books. And they have some like they have some piles like around the floor, and they have to like d- double fit books in there because like they're mainly a comic store, and so they only have like one little section for used books. But it's not a little section; it's a decent sized section. And I found a lot of good stuff there. I found about half, or maybe a third, of my Animorphs collection from there. Damn it, Tanner! Why didn't all of us, our our entire friend group, just move to Saskatoon? I don't know. All the nerdy shits up there. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Goddamn. Um, but then also I went to Westgate books and that's where I spent most of my money because they're so specific with their sorting. Like they're like, here's this shelf is specifically for American black women authors. All right. They have a whole section of just mysteries by women. Huh. Okay. Because I feel like that's usually, you usually have like, like when the housewives, not, not the house, but like you, you like people who read. How do I word this correctly? The Mary Higgins Clark type books, and she just pumps those out like three a year or something like that. And most of them are mysteries. And there's a lot of women oh, who followed oh. in Mary Higgins Clark's footsteps. God, I, th- I thought we were talking about like Harlequins. And I mean, Harlequin kind of falls in the same vein. Yeah. I just I don't know my, Harlequin my brain or just romance kind of writers. Out for Nora a Blake. There. I think Nora Blake is a prolific romance writer. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was just like. Like, just There's reminded, in, the war flashbacks of just like, oh man, these things are littering my house everywhere. It might, it might be her, it might be someone else, but there is like the most successful romance author, or maybe it was Mary Higgins Clark. There's some very successful female author who like is constantly pumping out books because, and it's not even with the help of ghostwriters. She just always writes. She does it. But like this article about her, like it was a picture of her sitting at her desk and her desk is just modeled after her three most successful books stacked on top of each other. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. That is a power move. That is pretty cool. But yeah, so because like all of these these mass market paperbacks that they like the authors they pump them out and then they're picked up by droves by everyone who just like they don't want a book that you have to think real hard like maybe guess a little bit at the mystery just but like easy read it doesn't have deep meaning in it easy read and so and so that's why they have shelves upon shelves of women's romances and women's mysteries. Hmm. Okay. And I. Got a lot of good stuff there. I even got stuff that I didn't think I'd be able to find in there. What kind of rare books? I can't remember. Oh, um, no. Well, there was one by Banana Yoshimoto, and it's hard to find Japanese authors anywhere. Yeah, that's pretty true. I remember I had, I had it on my list for a while, and my mom went to Centennial with my list, and the lady there was like, we don't have this book, we have another book by the author, and you should buy it, because it's rare to find this author, this, like, in English translation period. So I got that. I got another book that's by an author, set in and written by an author from South Africa. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, it? um, it's called Zoo City. Zoo City. It's it sounds interesting because it's like it's a speculative fiction that's out in I believe Johannesburg or somewhere in South Africa, where basically people's sins manifest as animals around them. 
But I don't know necessarily if it's specific stuff. So, but, like, there's a, a woman, like, the main character is a woman who, she's been doing fine for a while, and then all of a sudden, like, she did something, and now there's a sloth literally just hanging off her back the whole time. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's claws are digging in, ah! And the more, and, like, the more animals someone has around them, the more, you know, like, oh, they're, they've not been great with their lives. Yeah. This person has a zoo around them. Yeah, it's, it's called oh, Zoo City. Oh, my God. Zootopia. Weird, weird yeah. to see. Weird, weird. Like, there were several books I grabbed because, oh, if I don't get this now, someone else is going to grab it. Yeah. I got a Sexy Cat Boyfriend book. Ooh. It's, I found it's the second in the series. The first book in the series is a telepathic woman crash lands her spacecraft, and then she meets a telepathic cat, and she has to nurse him back to health. Mm. And then their love is hopefully going to forge an alliance between their two species and save the galaxy. I'm not yawning because I'm bored. That's... <laughs> Fucking crazy. And I posted a picture on Twitter like, hey, Annie Creighton, is this up your alley? And she's like, fuck yes, it is. Mmm, tasty. This looks like garbage, and I want it. As uh, garbage as the uh, Tyra Banks model book? No, that was just garbage. Just, just straight trash? That was straight trash. Okay. I gotta, I gotta ask to be on. I will fight you, so me and Annie can just yell about this. I just, I think I saw the soul leave you for a little bit there. Tyra Banks thinks she's so clever, and she thinks she's an inspiration to young girls. And the sad thing is, she probably is, but I think most of them have caught on. They've caught on to the fraud. Shit, is there a fraud alert? I don't think it's a fraud alert. I think she's just so full of herself. Uh Smash community proved themselves to be a bunch of fucking frauds the other day. Oh no. Because they're like, oh, this 14 year old girl beat Ally, our favorite boy, or something, well, for some people's favorite boy. Uh, and she beat his snake with Isabel. Fuck her! And like, calm down. You should be celebrating this. Yeah. This is a, this is a complete unknown beating a, a big name player. That's awesome. That's cool. Why are you mad? It's on the game. Why do you have to be mad? You know, I bet she wouldn't have beat him if they were playing Millie. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad it's dying. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, what is it? Is it Shadow Fox or Sonic Fox? What's Sonic Fox. Sonic Fox. I keep... Shadow Fox. Shadow Wolf is an evil cat. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> There, Sonic, I think there's an Onion or a Hard Times article that is about Shadow Wolf. <laughs> um, Sonic Fox is like giving his medal to a little kid and he's like, I hope this kid beats the shit out of me like some anime rival. <laughs> that was fucking heartwarming. Yeah. Okay, here's here's a powerful thought powerful that will thought. like... Incredible d- thoughts. Okay. I have nothing else to say for this podcast. Can you think of anything else to say for this podcast? Because I feel like we need to end on this note. We, uh, no, I don't got anything else. Okay, so what if Sonic Fox ends up dating Lil Nas X? 